Ascot Racing Carnival is going out with a bang. Celebrate 2024 with us on Tab Touch Perth Cup Day, WA's most iconic New Year's Day party. Expect epic entertainment, fabulous fashion and heart racing action. Monday, January 1st at Ascot Racecourse. Come and feel the rush. Early bird tickets from $30. Visit perthracing.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambling Help on 1800 858 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au Hello punters, welcome to episode 175 of the One One. This is your Perth Racing Podcast. I'm BJ Ryan. Alongside me, as always, is the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. How's the serenity? Out in, we're in, out recording out in nature today. Results. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's lovely here. We're uh, first time away from... Ascot for the the pinnacles. I invited you around to the the new HQ, and we've uh, got the table set up outside, so you might hear a few errant dogs yeah, going birds, past. Birds chirping. Birds chirping. Yeah. yeah, just very serene. Good place to come out here after you've. How um, lucky did we get? Not that long ago, we had the council workers out on the oval. Oh, they had the blowers and the uh, the lawnmowers out. We're blowing, in some strife. Oh, nothing. <laughs> just just chewing up taxpayer money. Not that I know much about that, but they were just chewing it up. <laughs> And then they just happened to move at exactly the right time for us to start recording. So uh, the mate, 2024 has already started. Oh, the year of the year uh, of prosperity. Yeah, I reckon the the, mm. the gods are smiling at us. Start to turn. Has started to turn. So yeah. So if you hear a bit of uh, bit of nature uh, coming through the speakers, it's uh, it's all good. We're out the back here, just in, enjoying the the beautiful weather. Uh, the Pakistanis are starting to give us something. Be saying to watch give, give him a, give well. a score two for, two for 102 both batting pretty aggressively you'd say they're two best batsmen Babar and Sean Masood are in at the moment I, they'll no doubt be all out in about 70 rounds time but at least it's make least a sweat something. I'd, I'd be love to see Pakistan win to be honest with you make a sweat you know, I'd love to see Pakistan win yeah I wouldn't. I'm cheering for the Aussies, but that's just me. Um, oh, I am cheering for the Aussies, but it's just a bit boring when we go in a dollar, dollar and ten cents the entire pro- carnival. I wonder what price they are. The, the Windies. When we play the Windies, will be forty cents. What price are dollar and you get forty back? What price are that's not profit right now? Uh, what in price play. right now in play? Well, they will be shorter than they should be. Yep. They sh- I reckon they should be seven to one, and yep. I bet you they're. I don't know, three bucks roughly. I haven't actually had a look, but that'd be my feel. Very hard chasing. As soon as the uh, wheels fall off, they fall yep. off quickly yep. in a chase on the fourth innings. Wickets in bunches. Okay. Uh, I'll look it up now. You keep talking. I'll, I'll look it up now. You've said that. I'm interested. No, I hope you had a tremendous Christmas mm. uh, surrounded by family and loved ones. Guru, how was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. No, it was a nice old day. Christmas day, saw the family, and then uh, we went to the um, $2.24 they are. <laughs> Dearie me. Dollar eighty Australia. Absolute gift. But I'm not. Going to do that to Australia and have any money on it. <laughs> um, no, lovely day. Went to the uh, – saw some family in the morning and then got to uh, the Galway Hooker in the afternoon. Nicola's friends um, are all Irish and, and whatnot and they've uh, been living here without much family, obviously. So, all get together and, um, yeah, they put on a nice lunch up there and, yeah, good good long day. Excellent. Good long day. Excellent. How was yours? Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm one of six kids. My partner Lee's one of five. So as you can imagine, it was pretty heavy uh, family orientated couple of days, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But uh, three little kids, and they uh, they just loved it. Loved uh, loved it. My youngest Harrison's three now, so 
it's his first Christmas where he's really sort mm. of under- understanding what's going on. So it was uh, understands he gets what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was a pleasure uh, seeing him smiling and taking it all in, especially in the lead up as well. Mm. So uh, it was good stuff. So have you taught them that the most important part about Christmas is the presents and going to the shops for five or six hours beforehand, <laughs> ruining ruining the lead up to Christmas? Just so you- where was Dad on Christmas Eve? Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's 11 p.m., yeah. Well, the only place to open is a service station, so yeah. yeah you might be getting a pair, of, uh, a pair of earphones or something. I don't drive down to Bunbury for the 24-hour Big W. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was good. Um, yeah, tremendous time to catch up with uh, with loved ones. It was good. And we got a uh, we got an early Christmas present last Sunday with our Own the Dream oh, horse. No, nah, I don't want to talk about it. I, I dreamed a dream. It. I don't want to talk about it. Saluted Jaronowski on board at, uh, at Belmont at a price. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. That's that's. I was ready to kill people. <laughs> uh, what what's occurred is I've uh, I was at a luncheon and I've uh, I've thought I'd be social. I didn't really have much interest in the card, and um, <laughs> I I think I ran second in the first couple, and I was a bit a bit flat. And I set an alarm. I'd marked it six dollars fifty, and I was like, this gets out to each way mid teens or something. I'll have something on, and um, I set the alarm for AM rather than PM, which is a rarity. I never get a race alarm wrong, and uh, I was just thinking, geez, that alarm hasn't gone off yet. And I was like, that race was 20 minutes ago. What the hell? And I checked my phone. It got up $20 bet fair SP. And I thought, you beauty, ripper. That's great stuff. Really tickled pink with that. Uh, it was- and I think the best, just, just to add a little bit more to it, the best part was, and all I had on it was I took Brad's price guarding heaven $3.50. It started yeah. at about $2.40 run yeah. second. Yeah. I then absolutely put my hands into Mystic Jane on Boxing Day. Yeah. Um and guarding heaven on the two day backup has uh, knocked, has knocked me off, <laughs> and that was probably if if you want to just look up if you want to find the, it's like almost a lack of said okay it's getting late in the year I'm gonna p- produce the worst ride of the entire year he managed it late just one of that was one of the worst years I've seen in my entire life he just decided so, so- not, not to go on the turn get held in got in a bumping duel and got beaten a lip I'm pretty sure that is just arguably as it was just the laziest ride I've seen in my entire life I don't care if I sound harsh because it was shocking. So Should have won by half. Did it make straight. the list? It's number one. It's the only horse. It's the only one on the list. Is that right? I deleted them all. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm positive now. Apart from that, that's negative. So in the last few days of the year, he swooped and claimed the title by panels. <laughs> by panels, <laughs> they cleared out. It's like Nod and Smiles Maiden when it won by nine. There's nothing else even in the frame. Lagdar said, "Hold my beer." Yeah. <laughs> Deary me. Uh, well, yeah, it was a good, good little result. Good little result for our. No, no, it was good. Very, It was very good. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it was funny when uh, I was like, oh, he's going to run third. And uh, I was watching it with uh, the great man, Eddie Murphy, and, and his lovely partner, Louise. And he was delirious. W- yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's coming, coming, coming. Eddie started roaring, almost blew an ear, my eardrum out. And I was like, oh, this horse has got this Eddie horse. Can got roar too, yeah. can he? he He actually lifted it. Yeah. Lifted it from the grandstand. Yeah, I so. thought so. Uh, and it, yeah, it was great. So uh, it was a good way to, um, for, uh, for our little team to get to top the bank account up just before the end of the year, which is great. Um, now, this is our last episode in our Pinnacles Perth Cup run, our seven-episode run here at the 1-1, Terry. So um, not really, we're not really sure what 2024 has in store just yet, but I imagine that uh, with all eyes um, looking at the Quokka, April 20, that we might do another little run heading into the Quokka, the um, was it $5 million Quokka this year, next Five year. Yeah. Yeah. Watch this space. Watch this space. So more will be revealed in the world of the one one. So we'll keep all our all our listeners and supporters up to date with what's happening in that regard. Now, our last episode of the year, Terry. It's been a long one, up and down, roller coaster. 
What is your highlight from a racing point of view, WA racing point of view, 2023? For the entirety of the, the year, what is my highlight? Wow. Well, there's personal highlights, I guess, with, with some results as an owner. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a lot of fun with the optimistic, I think, in the, in the cup and then whatnot, but that's probably a little bit uh, – a little. come back to me. What's yours? Uh, from a – from a lover of WA racing, well, I wasn't, as we've all, as we spoke about ad nauseum last week, I wasn't at the uh, the gold rush, so I can't claim, even though that was by far and away the, the standout moment in uh, from a WA racing point of view for the whole year. The thing that I experienced that I enjoyed the most was definitely Quokka Day. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Smink won the Karakata Plate leading into the Quokka. That was, uh, that was elite. That was a tremendous day. That was back in April. And from a personal point of view, I think my first ever winner as an owner at Ascot, Odenaka, with my brother-in-law, Sean McGrady, on board and Terry and Tommy and um, Jason and Eddie, um, some of my good mates. My dad was, was there as well. So as an owner, uh, Odenaka, I think that was back in late January or early February, him winning at Ascot, that was uh, mm-hmm. probably up there. But definitely as a spectator, Quokka Day. Yeah, I almost want to just tell you, and I was just crocodile was anything. Yeah, it was like big, I, yeah, I, that was one of my favourite days on a on a race course. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the highlight of the year for me, I think, has to be. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't quite make it. I didn't finish the year as, high, as well as I would have liked in a decision making point of view. But um, uh, Damien Oliver, um, I've never seen. That's just a. It's a racing moment. It's funny. Cripper was talking. He was on the podcast the week before, mm-hmm. and he was talking about um, how what a moment it would be just him coming back to scale, forgetting mm-hmm. him winning the race or whatever. And um, yeah, to see to see those pictures and and what he did and um, the way everyone lifted for him it was it was sort of like that uh that carnival where i'm sure everyone will be behind pikey as they they would be on perth cup day but it was like that but just on drugs it was incredible Mm. stuff so um yeah that's that's a standout by panels actually yeah it's hard to top in that yeah 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 and just a great result for, for and Perth. the Placid Arc as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, I like the shifty racetrack when I had fortune on the on, on the Oscars. leader, and yeah, that was yeah that was fun. So yeah, the the, the pinnacles ended on a high note. That's for sure for Perth Racing, our, our sponsors for for this run that we've been on. So big thanks to James Oldring, Paula Barrow, and Claire Halliday, the team there at Perth Racing, for getting behind the the one one. And I really like James, uh, James's hats as well. Yeah, at the races each week. Yeah. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Bob Peters allows James to use his hat rack, his personal hat rack, there up in the members on race day? Potentially, they might they might swap him around depending who's got the lucky hat on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. James had a pretty good tipping run. If we went back and had a look at his selections at the start, I remember he said overpassed. Go take the six fifty. You won't see that again. He One said to two fifty. Go get on. Zaki was a bit stiff with that. Was yep. five six bucks. Started two seventy. Ran second. That was fun. Um, yeah, no, he tipped well. He did. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, the crew there at Perth. Not racing. a mug, just punter. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, just punter. Uh, they supported us tremendously in uh, getting the one one back up and running again. And of course, our friends at the Mundaring Hotel in O'Connor, Market City Meets, Timmy Hewitt, and uh, Craig Witten there at Witten's Irrigation Design, all, all chipped in. And um, yeah, it's been a it's been a good run and uh, culminates for the crew. <clears throat> that was Craig's dazzling day. Yeah, that was in Craig's new colours. It's my only it, winner for the day. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. back to as if it was unbeatable, but I, I needed something that day. Believe yeah. me. Yeah, it's, it's storm time, didn't it? Yeah, in the the new. It Craig's goes good. Colors. It goes really yeah. good. So, uh, yeah, just big thanks to all, everyone 
of our sponsors for getting behind us and all our listeners and supporters for uh, for for this run here. We've been on at the one one and taking us through to Perth Cup Day, which we're about to preview. Uh, speaking about the Perth Cup, Terry, give us a little insight. You've got a runner. Be optimistic. Uh, what are you thinking? How does, it, how, how does it feel to? What's it like to be a part owner in a Perth Cup runner? Good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this one will win. So, is this your first Perth Cup runner? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's exciting having one running over a journey. Yeah, a lot of the horses that I've had little shares in over the uh, over life um, have usually um, run at the sort of the shorter course. Obviously, Dig Deep got out to the eighteen hundred a couple of times, but that was too far for him. Uh, but no, it's it's exciting. I'm um, yeah, I'm really I'm really looking forward to the race. We got a big crew coming down. My mother, my wonderful. My wonderful mother and family and uh, everyone's going to come out and, uh, yeah, we've got a really big crew on course to uh, hopefully cheer her home. I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quietly confident. I'm not actually quietly confident, am I? What is it? Loudly confident? Million dollar Feeling race. good. Million dollar race. Feeling good. Yeah. Should we just go straight to our best now? <laughs> <laughs> what was it like when, when there was a chance that CJP was uh, – could have hopped off to ride New Marion. What, what were, you, were you working the phones? Wasn't was worried. It, wasn't worried one iota? Wasn't worried. Yeah. No, nah, it wasn't worried. I was uh, fairly confident. Uh, I think Clint really likes being optimistic. Um, he's the one that sort of pushed Luke towards the group one. And I think even if you look at the group one uh, performance, she's run the fourth quickest last two, despite running um, 13th. I think it can be quite deceptive. She's only probably run a half length slower last two than Casino 17. And if you look at her through the line um, and the, the couple of hundred metres past the line, and that's essential when you're when it's your horse that does that and you yeah. really want to look at that. If it's not your horse, you don't care. <laughs> it doesn't suit your narrative. Um, but I reckon, um, yeah, I reckon the run was a little bit underrated in the North. She got held up at the top of the straight as well, which is never going to be the go for a horse. It was 21 back to 1800. Um, and it's also funny, like, do you know when you watch replays, and horses on the fence, you're always surprised by the splits they run late. Mm. It's because when the camera pans back, those horses on the outside actually look like they're going significantly stronger than the ones on the fence are when it's it's sort of a, um, what do you call it, optical illusion, I guess, to some degree. So the fact, if you look at that and you go, there was a half length between Casino 17 and Be Optimistic in, in the final two. Um, oh, oh, game on. All right. Very good. Okay, just skipping. Just doesn't yeah. want to go to the TED, doesn't no. want to go to the ATA. He just said, wouldn't have thought. No, nah, he wanted the horse to, yeah, he wanted just to to back himself in. Mm. Going a little bit fresh. That's how she does her best racing. Bart Cummings. Reckons you need, what is it, 10,000 metres before you go over 3,200, so yeah. you should need 7,500. Yeah. Nah, don't need that. No. No. No, not LK's. Just, yeah. yeah. Feeling good. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, I, 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 this isn't this isn't this isn't a bit. This is territory. Nah, actually, yeah. I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. Yeah, cool. I'm feeling good. I think she's the. Yeah, I think she's. I've forgotten her at eight nine bucks, but yeah, she, yeah, we'll get to her. She's in the mix. We'll get to her. She's in That's the only mix. the preamble to the big optimistic discussion. I mean, the the Perth Cups are very, as most people know, listen to the show for long enough, understand. For me, the Perth Cup is a very special race. Uh, I grew up. Um, watching my my father's Perth Cup replay, nineteen seventy seven. Terry Muros, uh, he was the, ready to ride. By what, the way, what? Yeah, Clint did jump. <laughs> I'd already spoke to him. Forty eight and a half. Yes, in capital letters. Forty eight and a half. He he won uh, forty eight and a half kilos. Muros in nineteen seventy seven. Um, so I just watched that replay over and over and over again when I was a kid, and uh, the Perth Cup just meant so much to me, and it meant so much to WA racing in in general. And if you 
were a Perth Cup winning jockey or a Perth Cup winning trainer or a Perth Cup winning owner, like that was kind of, you know, like a massive part of your identity was such a special race um, Australia-wide, even at the time. Um, I am saddened by the the way that it's kind of how it's sort of pictured from a WA racing point of view at the moment with the, the new the younger generation coming through and, um, you know, I, I guess – the railway was the race for for quite a long period of time after the Perth Cup, but that's almost shifting now as well. Like it's um it's a changing landscape. But uh, I like the fact that James Oldring and Perth Racing have, have put a million dollars up for grabs for the Perth Cup. Um, it's a shame that Maricino, uh, Dom to shoot. Uh, Why are they? That's two years in a row they haven't gone there with Maricino. I know he Why? raced he raced in the raced in the. Three years ago, I'm but they sure. they don't seem to have too many issues with carrying. They're happy to go to handicap, so they carry yeah. weight. They carried sixty one when first up winning, yeah. uh, beating Alcifina with yeah. a fifty four. I, I I find it. They obviously were like, no, nah, we're not going, we're not going, we can't go to a handicap. I think or is like it twenty four hundred maybe. I'm not sure. Oh, gee whiz, that can't be the case. I, I just find it fascinating that yeah. Maricino in a million dollar race, it's fit, it's healthy, it's getting on a yeah. little bit now. Like, how many I more, just find it how many more million dollar races are you going to have not a crack going here. Like, yeah. I just, yeah, I find it wild. And it was obviously a decision from a long way out, same as last year. I, I didn't even, a, don't think it was in the noms. He nommed last year, didn't nom this okay. year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, fascinating stuff. But so, like, yeah, I, I mean, we've got. Geez, it was big last yeah, week too. We've got Numerian and, and Zoom on, uh, the two East yep. Coasters off the minimum, but the race. He's just been robbed a little bit, as we spoke about. No Maricino. Dom shoot went back to the gold rush. Uh, he ran a Perth Cup last year. Um, we got the, the four-year-olds that went amiss in She's Fit and another Chino. Uh, there was a bit of a changing of the guard in, in, the, sta- in the staying ranks as well. Uh, so I don't think it's too bad a race. It's not it's, too bad a race, I but it, think it's... It, it, we, it's been robbed of a little bit of depth. Yeah, just, that's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it's too bad a race. You've got you've got the multiple form lines. You've got the two, as you said, the two Eastern States horses. Yep. Um, yeah, you, you've basically got three different form lines. I, I think it's a, I think it's a reasonable yeah. race. I think we're just going to stay the course with this race. Just as I say, year in year out, just to the give, Cup. give it some love. Keep investing in the race in the event. It's New Year's Day at Ascot is just tremendous. Year in, year out. So believe in the cup, and 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 one day um, it'll turn, and, and it'll 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 start um, becoming you know a sought after race, and and one that the participants really want want to win. And if that's the case, it'll be through with a million dollars on the table, and hopefully a broader investment in staying races in Western Australia um, holistically, then hopefully people will start buying horses specifically for the Perth Cup mm-hmm. and for the lead-up to the Perth Cup and we can we can really start making WA uh, like a destination for, for stayers and I think there's a market for that as well. So keep going, James and all the crew out the Perth Racing and at Racing Away during WA, uh, believe in the Cup and uh, you know if you build it, they will come. 100%. It's the right trajectory at the moment. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, absolute pleasure to have this man coming on the podcast for the very first time. It's uh, one half of our, uh, our premiership leading and outstanding training combination. Combination. It's Grant Williams. G'day, Grant. G'day, BJ. How are you, mate? Very, very well. Uh, Perth Cup Day edition of the one-one. So we thought it would be uh, it would be only fitting 
to uh, to talk to the man who's already settled up four Perth Cup winners himself and the favourite in Monday's race. It's Grant Williams. He's got Casino 17, William Pike, the current favourite for for Monday's Group 2 2,400-metre iconic Perth Cup. Uh, first and foremost, Grant, um, this has been the target for this horse, all preparation. He's run third in the Ted Van Hemps at Wait for Age, drops the six kilos on Monday, drew well, Pike back from suspension. Or well, everything seems to have lined up on paper anyway. Yeah, it all looks looks good when you uh, when you talk about it that way, BJ. Um, he had a good piece of work this morning. Um, his bike here aboard, he was happy. So um, now we just hope that we can keep him fit and healthy for the next couple of days. And yeah, it's been a it's been an aim since he won the um, Pinjarra Cup to to go to this race. Obviously, um, gone up to a million dollars, so it's quite attractive. Um, for us and also the owners, um, and you know he's he's been gone in some pretty pretty hard races against some nice horses, and I thought I thought his prep's been pretty good, really, without winning. Um, it's getting to a trip that he absolutely loves now. Um, he looks pretty fit, um, so yeah, we just now we've just got to cross our fingers and hope that we get uh, that run that we need, um, no trouble, and hopefully he can do the job for us. Grant, Terry Blayton here. Um, this horse, a lot of its Country Cup wins and some of its ratings wins as well. Um, it, it took off sort of pretty early in proceedings with uh, either the Ponton or, or Pikey on. I think Taj was even one one day and it was ridden in a similar manner. Has that been an instruction to the jockeys to ride it uh, in that particular way or has it just sort of been we've got the best day, let's put it into the race early and uh, take luck out of the equation, I suppose? Yeah, g'day, Terry. Um, look, I think a lot of the time it was um, it was probably more that his racing manners were, you know, they were sort of guiding us to, to ride him like that. He used to go along pretty hard, um, which made it a little bit tough for the jockeys at times. Um, I, I think the more Willie rode him, he sort of, he found a, a couple of little tricks to him. Um, he's been able to sort of tell the other guys that, have been riding him in his absence. Um, he's definitely a little bit more attractable. Um, I don't know if we had him, you know, in the last few runs back to where he was um, in those cup races, but I think we're getting pretty close now. Um, I thought his run the other day was quite good, and then obviously the 60 kilos is going to be a huge bonus for him. I thought his run in the northerly actually was particularly good as well. Um, under uh, 1800, obviously, under weight for age. Just really liked, liked the way that he, he hit the line on that occasion. And, and I mean, he's run placings, Northern Cup, Skyhill Cup, and wasn't far away in the Lucky Grey. So, in a way, not, not winning has almost meant that you've, you've lobbed into the cup on the minimum as well. So, um, it's kind of lined up for you all right in that regard. Now, just, just have a look at this horse's history. Before he came to you, he, he was a real, um, widely travelled, changed stables quite a lot. What was what was the scouting report on Casino Seventeen when he when he lobbed at your place? Uh, when was that sort of late last year? Yeah, look, he, he I made a mind over in Melbourne actually. Um, you know, sort of followed the horse through and just said, you know, would you like to have a crack at him? I think that he's got something. And I'll be honest with you, when he lobbed in in the stables, I was like, oh wow, doesn't look like much of a horse. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, Lance, Lance gets aboard and she does what she does and she gets them to, to work and use themselves properly. And um, he just blossomed, like, you know, before our eyes, really. He changed shape. He got stronger. 
He um he's got a he's got a bit of a different personality. He's um he's a bit of a bit of a uh, white line fever kind of horse. When you put a saddle on, he he turns into a little bit of a monster, which I think that holds him in good stead because you know he's only a plain looking little fellow. He's not that big, but um yeah, look he he's got a lovely shape about him now, and he's nice and strong, and he goes around. Um, obviously, thanks to Lance, he uses himself great, and I think um, I think that's just enabled him to to improve and get stronger um, through through that work that she did early on, and I think we're we're sort of seeing the benefits of that now. As I mentioned before, you've won the cup with Western Jewel in 2012, Delicacy 2016, Mississippi Delta 2020, and Midnight Blue in 22. That's a common theme there, BJ. Cerise and White. Uh, but, mate, you've taken some tremendous horses to a Perth Cup. At the moment, Casino 17 is a $3 favourite. Like, does your, does your confidence level marry up against some of those outstanding cup winners of the past? Look, I think Delicacy probably stands way above all of them horses. Like, she was an out-and-out superstar. That was cut down um, with injury. Um, I think Mississippi Delta is a similar... We're going into, into this race with similar confidence we did with her. We, we knew that we were getting her spot on for this race. Um, you know, she had a blistering turn of foot, which probably still puts her just a a touch in front of Casino, but um, look, I don't think the field is um, maybe as good as it may have been in the last, with against those couple of horses, and definitely oh, we got a good barrier with Delicacy, but she had 59 kilos, but Mississippi Delta, I'm pretty sure she drew pretty wide, and we just had to ride her um, with you know one one plan, and that was just to have one crack at them. Um, uh, this week, I think Will's going to be able to just do what Willie can do and just ride the race as it pans out, and that's going to just depend on speed and where other runners are sitting. You know, he he's probably not going to have too much of a plan. Whereas the other the other guys, we one drew one and sat rails, and we had the weight, and the other one sat last and was able to pick them up. So, yeah, confidence levels are never. Um, you know, we we're not overconfident at anything. Um, we we like to go in knowing that there's a lot of other horses that have been probably prepped for this race the same as what ours has. So um, I'm pretty happy with where my horse is and I'm pretty happy with the job that we've got. So um, if that lifts my confidence levels, well, yeah, that, that's a good thing. That's no, uh, that's not good for uh, the tagline for the podcast this week. We were hoping just to, to lead with Grant Williams declared Casino <laughs> Seventeen. Take any price, and any price is a good price. The I more remember, you bet, the more you win. I remember you said uh, something about Mississippi Delta that uh, you declared four S's. You declared it that day. So uh, yeah, well, if, if Grant's going in with similar confidence, then uh, look out. I think so. Yeah. Well, I'll declare, I'll declare him as long as you don't play it if he gets beaten. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't mind a post-race crawl, actually. Hey, Grant, I just want to, I want to have a chat to you about Team Williams, past, present, future, and, um, and of course, you talk about Alana a lot. But just, just before I do, Terry, do you want to touch on anything more? Perth I was Cup just really? about to, yeah, I was just going to ask a question just going away from the Perth Cup for a second. I just can't remember a yard dishing out so many winning debutantes yep. in, in recent times. And I've sort of gone back and looked at a lot of the purchase prices, a lot of these horses. They're not super expensive horses. I, I think the common theme I can see 
throughout them is, is there none of them are really two-year-olds mm. um they're coming out of three-year-olds winning well um like it's almost funny now when we see the silks go on um they always start short i mean you've got the good jocks on and whatnot and they're always well placed um but you're always almost surprised if they don't end up winning that race i mean do you put the majority um of that success down to not racing them as two-year-olds and being patient and having them more mature and ready to go uh, as furnished sort of three-year-olds in, in sort of dodgy maidens yeah definitely that's a, that's probably one of our main uh things is not to step them out before they're ready um you know we tend to i think i think that's something that bob taught us along the way I was going to ask if that was a Bob or a Grant and Alana thing. Did that sort of a, a originate with Bob in regards to not racing the two-year-olds or was that something you pushed on him or, or vice versa? No, look, I, I, I'm quite happy to say that that was probably one of the main things that he taught us along the way. And it wasn't through um, anything more than, um, you know, we, we'd win a trial with these horses and then think, oh, they're ready for the races. And then he'd say, oh, no, send it back to the farm. And then we'd go... You know, send it back to the farm, and then it would come back um, for another prep or whatever, and it would have matured a lot. And um, yeah, it, it, it sort of taught us along the way that um, they needed time, and, and once they got that, you know, they would come back a, a a finished product that was able to hand handle the hard racing and the hard tracks, and um, and would stand up and would be able to get them through good races. It is understandable. I mean, a lot of obviously a lot of trainers run their horses as two-year-olds. There's big prize money available. There's small fields. There's, I mean, you're looking at the two-year-old races at the moment. There's six-horse fields for eighty grand on on Saturdays plus bonuses. So there's there's plenty of money there. But I mean, I, I think talking long term, if you're looking at perhaps bigger and uh, bigger picture, longevity of career, uh, bigger races later in career, there is really is something to be said for that patience. But I guess that's when you've got to have, um, which the you guys owners, do have, the, the owners that have that. the patience and yeah. the ability to to buy one and wait three years for a debut or wait even four years sometimes on occasion for a debut. And uh, I guess that's the, the hard part, but it's a message you guys have sold now over a period of time, which probably makes it easier to sell going forward. Yeah, you just got to hope that uh, the owners don't get too impatient. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, we do at times as well. We're, we've probably stepped horses out when they're still a, a prep or two away. Um, but I think I think the proof's in the pudding with, um, you know, what we've been able to do with the horses come uh, three-year-old or, um, um, yeah, um, yeah, I think, I think we've just got to, yeah, just stick to what we know best and... Um, and then just hopefully that people will back us with um with that. Now, obviously, everyone in in Australian racing circles uh, understands the uh, the split between Grant and Alana Williams and and Peter's investments that took place. And I guess you guys had to sort of reimagine your stable and what that's going to look like moving forward. And I mean, it took. I guess it. You know, a lot of people think you you kind of took twelve to eighteen months to get to get realigned, but I'm just looking at your stats last season. You still managed to train 53 winners, <laughs> with, you know, and, and in, a, in a rebuild. Uh, and at the moment, you're already up to 55 winners for for the season and we're not even into January yet. So um, Should have helped with the Eagles rebuild. Yeah, now, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get, need to get <laughs> Grant Alana down at Mineral Resources, I think. Um, I just want to know, like, when you made the split, 
uh, when he made that def- that ultimate decision to go your own way, go to the yearling sales, stock up, go again, like what? It, could you imagine it turn so quickly? I mean, you must have tremendous faith in your ability as a as a stable and the system that you guys have. But it's quite incredible how how you've got motoring again in I guess your second second season under the under your own banner, really. And um, yeah, just fantastic training, and and it just happened so quickly. Is it has it surprised you in that regard? Yeah, it probably happened a little bit quicker than we first realised. Um, we're obviously hoping that this would happen, but you, you hope a lot of stuff. And um, in our game, it doesn't really come to fruition. But um, yeah, we're really happy with what's you know what's transpired with the horses that we've been able to to get either through sales or ones that have been given to us to train. And um, um, you know, like we're driving around the distance. Um, place the other day looking around just the ones that we've got ready to come back in for Belmont season and it's uh, really exciting it doesn't look like it's going to get too slow too soon which is a good thing yeah 100, 100%. so the the I mean you've got some you've, you've got some outstanding stock and young stock and and as you said you, you you've brought well at the yearling sales but you've also uh, been able to um, get your hands on some tried horses as well one of those being Casino Seventeen of course and oh, I thought uh, you're going to bring up Younger Lass I was about to mention that oh. uh, and the <laughs> yeah. other one of course yeah. is Younger Lass for the great Ian Butchie O'Connor how did it feel to be handpicked as uh, <laughs> but, the Butchie Bloodstock private trainer Grant. Yeah, well, pretty good. Um, you know, I, I, um, I've had a bit of fun with Butch, and we've had a lot of success, and he's a great fella. Um, we actually went up, took the staff up there for our Christmas party. He put on a good show for us. It was really good. Um, I don't think, you know, he, he did bring me one day and said, oh, I've got younger lass. Um, you know, can you have a go at this one? And I looked at the replays, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's not too bad. She shows a good turn of foot, but I don't think neither of us thought that we were going to um, end up with the mayor you know, going like she is. And she might have come to the end of her campaign uh, this week, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun with her going forward. Um, she'll improve again, I reckon, next, next prep. Yeah, 100%. And, of course, you've got Hostile Talk as well, who was an impressive debut winner at Belmont recently, um, three-year-old taking on the older horses over 1,000 metres. Um, what, what can you tell us about that horse? Well, firstly, I've, I've got to make sure I take Todd to the sales because his eye for horses is actually really good. Those horses that he gave us, there's been a couple of absolute rippers come out of that crop. Um, but look, Hostile Talk, he's a, he's a lovely horse going forward. He's probably just a bit green at the moment, um, wants to do everything flat out. Um, but when he won his last race, well, he got off and said, oh, I think, I think you should wait till he is before you start this horse again. So that gives him gives me a pretty good um pretty good confidence that he's pretty happy with how he felt as well. So um yeah, I'm, I'm actually really happy taking him to the races on Saturday. It's been a few weeks between runs, but he's a lovely animal and uh, he's going to be a nice animal for another couple of years. I hope. Yeah, he looks a looks a cracking type. Um, Todd Harvey, of course, um, purchased that one at the at the yearling sales. Um, now I like I. I when you're interviewed post-race and on Tab Radio, you're, you're often, you know, giving credit to well, a lot of credit to to Alana and and her contribution, you know, in the in the partnership. Um, almost selling yourself short at times, I think, Grant. I think you know people um, 
that uh, I guess that are you know my age, I suppose, will un, un, you know acknowledge your success in the harness racing world before you moved into into the thoroughbred world and and how astute you were there and the and the you know the big races that you won there. But just in regards to Alana, when you when you can you sort of let listeners in on a bit of bit of insight? You don't have to reveal the secret sauce or whatever but what 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 is it that makes her so good and and what is it that she does that's so valuable to the success of williams racing well firstly she doesn't really like the limelight and and you know she doesn't we've just probably started to get her more involved with the owners and updates and stuff like that because i actually really like to hear um her, her views and from her mouth um i can put a bit of mail on sometimes or it might sound as good as what it would coming from her, but she's just a very astute rider and understands and the animal like like probably nobody that I've ever come across. Um, and I know I know you know it could sound a little bit one eyed and all that, but it, you could ask Spikey the same sort of thing. And this this stuff that she can feel and see that we we still can't. And um, to have someone on their back that can actually understand the mechanics of it. And, and the way they should be striding on the way they should be feeling um, and then if they're not happy with it be able to actually change what she's doing when she's fighting to, to get the full benefit of a horse's stride or action is is um, it's really unbelievable and it's it's, it's really good having um, that involved in our stable of course and obviously I'm pretty lucky because um, it's my missus <laughs> Yeah, she better not go out on her own anytime soon, Grant, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, she does. I'll probably go and do something else for a while. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Grant, like you've trained so many, going to put you on the spot, you've trained so many like champions, really, uh, and horses that all our listeners and Terry and I know and love so well, especially over the, over the last 10 years or so. Like, Can you give us your personal top five talent-wise talent uh, for the horses that that you and you and Alana have have prepared together, ask for five. Yeah, top five, top yeah, three. Yeah, well, this is actually this is actually an easy one because we were actually talking about it at dinner a couple of nights ago. So obviously, um, for pure power and ability, Arcadia Queen sits at the top of the tree. Um, um, second to her would be Western Empire, and that's basically for the same thing for pure power. And um, you know, when Alana rides. These two in particular, she said that at no stage do you feel like you have got control. Meaning that if they wanted to take, you know, take, get going, or wanted to throw you or anything like that, the power and that was unbelievable. Um, and obviously, perfect reflection is up high there as well. I put delicacy in there. I thought she was probably struck down by injuries, and you know, she. She may maybe could have won a, a Cox Plate or a Caulfield Cup or or run really good in those races. We didn't never get to see the best of her. And uh, my old mate Regal Power, he's um he's he's the high stake earner that we've had that we've got to train. Um, I think he was up to about four point two million before um, we lost him. Um, and he took me on a ride that uh, no other horse has ever done. So that there's there's my top five. Probably should have made it ten guys, and it would have made me <laughs> a bit harder. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, personally affronted that Galaxy Star didn't make the list. Oh, I, I love that. Horse. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it might be number three, Galaxy Star. <laughs> yeah, she's she probably coming at six or seven with her, and a, maybe like a, 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 a
inspirational girl, but they're they're mm. more um they were more stable favourites than maybe the best ones that we've had. You know, like they had issues um and that they were they were Alana's babies. Uh, she sort of got them through their issues and was able to win group ones with them. So that's sort of another little feather in her cap. Who's topping the list if we omit all the Cerise and White Runners? I think there were seven Cerise and White Runners named there. Sorry, say that again. Who, who's top of the list if we're omitting all the Cerise and White Runners? Um, who's top of the list there? Well, I'd have to put Elsafina up there. Keshi um, Boom. Coming. Uh, hopefully I can tell you Keshi Boom. Um, I actually saw her yesterday and she looks fantastic. Um, there's, there's three or four nice three-year-old fillies that we got, so hopefully we have this conversation again. What are you thinking, Keshi Boom? Uh, 2024. What's uh, what's your sort of mid long term plans with her? Um, obviously, she um, hasn't done anything wrong. Um, she just keeps growing as a horse. She's just a beautiful filly to deal with. She's got a little bit of um, uh, a bit of dirt in her, which a good filly's like. And look, I think she'll just keep improving, which is a bit scary. Well, I hope she will. Um, I can't see why she wouldn't. And um, look, she's going to have a good break. And then if she comes back and feels like she's um, as good as what she was, she definitely looks like she's strengthened up already. Um, hopefully, she might be one that I could take east next year because that's still high on the radar for me. I'd like to get back over east with um, with colours other than the Cerise and White. Uh, take my little mate Willie back and um, try and do something like we did a few years ago. There's a ten million dollar race at Rose Hill, which might be suitable for a horse like Keshi Boom, the uh, well, Golden I Eagle. About that, but I just didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, a couple more things, Grant, before we let you go. You did mention number two on your top five Williams Racing Power Rankings is Western Empire. Um, nice that uh, he's uh, potentially rejoining the stable. He actually rejoined the stable on. Um, he, he came back to us. Uh, last week, which was actually really exciting. Um, yeah, we were able to purchase him, um, you know, from the online sale, and I think um, for that money, um, even if we didn't get him back to as good as he was before, I think we're still going to have a lot of fun with him, and, you know, he, he's an absolute serious horse, so, um, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't knock the opportunity to grab him and get him back, and uh, he'll have a home forever with us. Hopefully, he could maybe just put a couple of million in everyone's bank before he retires. <laughs> That'd be good. Jeez, that's you. That's going to be such a thrilling watch when we all see him back on the track. I mean, there's been two trainers over East that have had a go, and he's couple, yeah, yeah not looked yeah. anywhere near the same horse. I mean, yeah. there was Australia wide. A lot of pundits were saying that Western Empire at that point in its career, his career was the best horse in Australia. So yeah, if you can get him, yeah, I, I, whether you can get him, obviously getting him back to that level is highly unlikely. But I mean, there's obviously, I guess a northerly, if, if you're just looking at staying, um, staying at home, uh, makes a lot of sense. You've got the winter series mid-year. Is there anything picked out in particular for him? Not really. Um, I thought we'd probably have to do a bit more uh, work on him than, than actually that we have. Um, obviously, just physically, there's a few things we want to, change again with him but he's the same old horse um he's appreciating having lance back on his back and um there's obviously you know some breaks we might have to um fix up to put back um you know to get him to race a little bit more not so fierce like he was over there but um look i i think he's 
looks like he's settled right back in at home and he looks fantastic and it, geez, it's bloody good having him back in the stable. So, you know, I'll, I'll pop it if we can get him back at 80%. That's good enough for me. That's still um, going to win him a few races, I would have thought. Um, in, 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 in line, what we're thinking, um, so I think Lance is going to do some work on him for a few weeks. We'll give him another break and, yeah, maybe maybe the the winter series at Belmont uh, bring him back and um, yeah go through a few of them races and and hopefully see that he's back to near his best and then and then obviously we've got a decision we either go to Melbourne or we stay for the carnival here. Hopefully we're going to Melbourne. He might be a good travelling partner for Keshi Boom. Maybe you never know. <laughs> Well, make sure you uh, give us a hoy if any uh, shares become available on <laughs> Western Ember. I tell you what, I reckon that's an absolute steal at that price. And uh, yeah, I was a little he bit sad. Uh, prob- probably could have syndicated out yeah. for 300. Do you remember, I was actually the leading bidder. I sent VJ a screenshot. I offered $1,000 online for it just so I could say I was the leading bidder just for one moment. So I was the leading bidder for about eight seconds yeah, on Western Ember. Yeah, you your nose in front. Yeah, I did. I was pretty happy with that. So you, you might have just pipped me. But uh, yeah, I'll wait for the, the message telling me this little share there with my name on it. Thanks, Grant. Hey. Yeah, well, I actually, I actually did try to, to keep a bit of that for myself, but the boys were pretty keen, and I think they realised that they uh, they got it for a pretty good price, so they were happy to uh, to stay to that. But uh, yeah, it would have been nice, wouldn't it? Hundred percent. Hey, hey, Grant, I, I, I'm glad that you touched on Melbourne as a potential of East, East Coast as a potential option for you in the uh, in the new year because. Like you scaled the heights here, railways, Perth Cups, derbies, everything. You, you, you and you and Alana, and um, had had unbelievable success when you when you went to Melbourne, winning an, an All Star Mile, of course, or Quinellaing an All Star Mile, and um, you know even your strike road over there was super. And then you sort of had to come back a peg, and then just just start again. Like I was just going to ask you what when you started again training for, for friends and trying to get, I guess, a bit more, um, I don't know, like uh, a bit more uh, balance in the in, 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 your, in your careers as trainers, like enjoying racing more. Did you set yourself goals as like, what, what, was, what was the goals? Was it winners? Was it premierships? Was it to get back on the big stage again? Or was it more simple just about enjoying your trade again? A little bit of both, I reckon. A little bit of everything there. I reckon, um, obviously, to get, our business back going again because it took a huge hit um, for that year. Um, we had to, you know, had to spend a lot of money um, and still, you know, to, to get back there where we're going. And at the end of the day, we're competitors. So, um, you know, uh, one race at Northern is fine. Um, a race through in the carnival was even better and a race in Melbourne is even better than that. So you've got to set your goals on that and then hopefully um, – the horses that we're buying or we're getting given that we're training them as good as we can and we can get back to Melbourne because at the end of the day I think we all want to be able to take a, a couple of horses over there and race against the best. What was it like when you were, when you were over there the last time? Did, did you Were you able to find a place that suited your training style? Did you have all the facilities that you needed and would you ever consider like a Lindsay Smith type operation over there as well? Oh, we've been through all that and I think we probably wouldn't, I think it would take away too much from what we were doing here. I think we need to concentrate on our stable here and have the results here before, um, you know, and, and maybe just and prepare them here and then take them over for hit and run uh, missions. I think it's a lot nicer place to stay is in Perth and if we can get over and back easy enough, I think it worked good for us in the past. So I don't think we need to be changing anything 
um, that we that we did when we had that success over there. Tremendous stuff, Grant. Uh, thanks a lot for your time uh, joining us here on the One One for our Perth Cup Day edition. Casino Seventeen on Monday. Just wins apparently. Yeah, just <laughs> best of yeah. best of luck to to you and Alana and and all the owners. And of course, we'll be cheering uh, extra hard for Young Alas in the Latrice for our man Butchie. So thanks for your time, Grant. Much appreciated, and all the best for the rest of the season. All right, guys, doing a great job. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Grant. Looking for a hot tip? Membership at Perth Racing is your best bet of the day. Five days of the pinnacles, Perth Cup Day, Quokka Day, exclusive access. Can't go wrong. So, you know what to do. Get in the queue. PerthRacing.com.au Okay, it's time to partner with Perth Racing and preview Perth Cup Day, New Year's Day, this Monday. Um... Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of racing recently, Terry. It's been it's busy, busy, busy. I actually think it's too much. Like some of these fields, yeah, it's just a bit too much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I can't it. keep up and like I do this full time doing the form. Like I can't keep up. Yeah, I think so we had Ascot. So we had Ascot Belmont. Then we had Belmont, um, Ascot again on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Pinjarra Saturday, Bunbury Sunday, Ascot Monday. There's, it's Belmont a lot. Wednesday. Yeah, it's a lot. Back to normality Back, after yeah. that, yeah. But then you got Thursday, Friday racing at like Gerald Esperance. It's all, yeah. I, mean, I understand during this time of the year, you want to have meetings on it, the country tracks and various tracks because you get good crowds. And I heard Darren actually say, surprised how big the crowd was on Thursday, yesterday, just gone. Yeah, there would have um, been quite a few like uh, office parties and stuff yeah. like that, perhaps. Yeah, uh, End of yeah. year parties, maybe. Yeah, people were surprised, so. Yeah. Hi, Bella. Um, that's, the, uh, that's the sounds of... 1-1 one, one HQ. Anyway, plenty of uh, – good time to be an owner anyway, the, the, uh, these small fields. you got a good chance for a return on your investment. But uh, anyway, Terry, what should the listeners stay tuned for? Uh, they should stay tuned throughout the show for info on how they can enter the market, city meets, get out stakes, competition. Um, and, well, nothing's more important than the get out stakes, but maybe just today. Uh, Butchie, Butchie's mastermind, Mundaring Hotel's mastermind, uh, WA Racing Mastermind competition. I've middled that, haven't I? <laughs> Straight out the screws, as per usual. Um, where we see Chrissy Parnham chasing five in a row to join Tobias Dunn, who he faces today, and Jay Rooney, Hong Kong bound Jay Rooney um, Jeez, on we, Mount Rushmore. We've set him a task, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Like he had to get into. He had other, like, it wasn't an easy run pre either, mm. but he's done it easily. Yeah. He's been under a hold. Yeah. Take something special, I reckon. I think so. Looking forward to that one. That is uh, outstanding stuff. So now it's time to for the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Um, rail at the True Pad. Surprised they've gone back to the True Pad for a big race day like this. Thought it was a safer option to stay at three. My understanding is that they might be actually racing on the true pad this time. Well, perhaps for the last couple of true pads, it hasn't actually been the true pad. Being bang on Being, true. Yeah. Mm. So that inside pad, I mean, it's got the potential to be really ordinary, um, but I guess it's the first time being used as well. It's got the potential to be a really hot lane on the inside there. So that's a big watch just on a on a pad that could potentially be um, super fresh. Uh, my feel is just seeing that pad over a long period of time is it's not ideal. Um, we've got southwesterlies throughout the afternoon. We're talking about this three days out and winds have been so wild like last saturday was meant to be big eastleys all arvo and the southwesterlies came and you had to be back to win races like it just turned so massively so um wind predictions this far out are, are mental um but if it stays the same southwesterlies potential 
queer on the inside pad. I think um, I think some cover, especially as the day goes on, might be beneficial. Okay. Very good. All right, let's get right into it, Terry. So race one of the day is the Magic Man's Plate, 1,100 metres for the two-year-olds. Sinful Living dominated mm. uh, in front Jeez. of Ra- Rachel King. They the other knew, day. didn't they? They knew, yeah. Yeah, they certainly did. Affirmed big time. Uh, straight to the front, uh, one by panels of fencing to street band. So those two uh, meet each other again, as does Overdrive comes through that race. Only the six runners, three of them faced off against each other the other day. Uh, street band is uh, – Trevor Andrews has gone for the claim to try and get a bit of an edge or back. Or as Jared Noski opted for the maiden – the trial winner. Two options. Maybe. Two Maybe. options, yeah. yeah. Two options there, so. That's a, that's a good point. Mm. Um, the trial winner, of course, being Fighting Thunder. Uh, so, yeah, Simple Living and Street Band, they Cornella the race last Saturday. There's a big space between them. Extra 100 metres, I feel, might suit Street Band a bit better, but still, this Simple Living is going to be out in front and rolling and it's going to be hard to catch. Yeah, look, I think Sinful Living deserves clear favouritism. I think the market's um, shaping in the right sort of way. But, I mean, there's a lot... If you just want to look at uh, the factors in Streetman's favour, there's quite a bit that stands out for it. There's the way the weights work. You don't see these bigger swings with two-year-olds very often, but Sinful Living's up two kilos and Street Band, it's uh, Street Band, it's not Street Band. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of turning into a Street Band at two minor placings in a row. Yeah. Uh, street Band uh, is down a kilo. You add on Luke Campbell's claim, who's riding really well at the moment. I actually don't mind him going on for Jared. Let's say I'm going to say you're not losing much there. So you've got a five kilo swing, which is a rarity in two-year-olds that have run first and second at their most recent start. Like, so that's, that's pretty notable on its own. And the, the second thing you just mentioned is the 1100. I, I don't think the 1100 is an issue for Sinful Living, the way it was through the line. She was pretty easy on it late as well. The money came. They knew they had a really good horse. They knew they were going to lead that softly. I don't mm. think anyone had to get in that soft to lead. Um, Two, yeah. 235, 185, official Yeah, 235 was, seemed like low to begin with. Yeah. Oh, that seemed – I've yeah, deary me. As I said, I think – the early markets were high fours type mm. thing. And I thought that looked a reasonable price, but I still didn't think that looked like a complete cock up. It was a race with a fair bit of depth. So, um, but now they, they targeted one, they knew it led easily and it won easily. Like it was just, yeah, it was all pretty simplistic. But I think the big thing um, that they'll do differently on Street Band here and then the biggest of the factors is that. It could have led last start, just about. Yeah, and, and it, it was ended restrained. Up, ended up one pair further back than but, but it fought Jared as well, and it was never that happy in the run. Like, I think this has to be a great opportunity with the weight swing to sit, jump sit cleanly outside. 100% yeah. and put it to it. Put it to it with 200 to go. Tommy Johnson's been talking about this horse as he's caricata horse and whatnot. If it goes and sits outside a sinful living, gets three kilos on it and a five-kilo swing, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we go. I, I still think sinful living might – um, pack a few too many punches, but at the current market, I'll be having something on Street Band. I might save the Quinella. I might do a same race multi. It's save. a professional little two year old, isn't that simple living? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But oh. I just, I love the way it jumps, Street Band. Mm. It can just breeze nice and softly. I guess the, the worry about that is whether they try the same thing on Overdrive. Yeah. That's various what, well, and, you and just stole my thunder a little bit. I was yeah. just about to say, I, uh, if Street Band, if they're not going to, jump and land outside leader, then I'd love Chris Parnham on overdrive just mm-hmm. to be outside leader. I thought I thought her run on debut in the Sinful Living race was excellent, got held up at crucial stages. You reckon the stewards report missed that? Yeah. Race Greenly is the only thing it says. Nothing yeah. about being held up for half the straight. So it's, it's I mean, what's it? It's finished whoa, it's finished two and a half lengths oh, sorry, a length and a half behind Street Band. Um, on that occasion and probably got held up 
length and a half, two lengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, overdrive's the big watch here. Chris Parnham aggressive from six. If um, if he can begin well and get across and sit outside sinful living, I think could make things interesting. I'd love if one of these two weren't in the race. Yep. So I could just sort of target the other one on a concession basis or a Cornella basis uh, with Sinful Living as the as your saver. But that's what worries me is that Chris will come out aggressive and Street Band won't find the breeze. Mm. And I guess if, if that was Overdrive in that position over Street Band, then Overdrive's the one I'd want to be on as yep. well. So um, no need to bet now. Sinful Living will stay firm very hard in this market. Um, but I think there's the potential there for for something. I, I didn't mind the trials of Fighting Thunder. I didn't mind the trials of Alabama Elegance. I yep. presume that's Ryan Hill's number one with Brad Parnham going on. Uh, he rode both in the trials, but none of them worry me too much. So I think if Simple Living starts any shorter than this $1.65 at the moment, it's probably getting too thin and you, you can look at targeting the race um, for one of the two breeze horses. Okay. Ryan Hill's got two runners in this, Alabama Excellence and Smart Shadow. He's starting to gather some numbers together, is uh, Boy Hill. Yeah. So I reckon he's he's uh, could be a big player in um, – uh, in the training ranks for years to come. He's uh, got some owners and uh, he's having a crack, so it's good to see he's, he, he purchased plenty of horses at the last uh, last yearling sales. So um, some of them are coming through and starting to get um, a pretty impressive during the week, as you mentioned earlier, about guarding heaven on the on the two-day two backup saluting. So uh, he's done well there. So Boy Hill, like, like those young trainers like Luke Fernie, Mitchell Pateman, these guys coming through there, the uh, the next generation. So see how um, his two runners go on debut on Monday. Race two is the Ascend Trophies Plate. This is for the three-year-olds over the one thousand meters lots of horses um resuming we've got a debutante plenty of trial form to sift through guru um sean and jake casey have three of the eight runners as well mm. uh, they're all drawn well enough and can ride the speed so speedsters ginevan and shell bell um they've met each other a couple of times in the past so there's a bit of pace there from four and seven respectively. Do you expect them two to lead and breeze? Yeah, I'd say so. It was funny in the trial, um, Ginevan, Jason Brown and Ginevan got to the front easily and then sort of looked around and waited for Shell Bell. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was an educational trial. I don't think there was any great thought process. Maybe Jason was aware of Shell Bell being in the trial with Matty Derrick on board and thought, I don't want to get into a war here and yep. and cook our horse uh, pre a first up run. But um, just on, on the surface of that trial, it looked pretty ordinary. Um, I didn't like it in the uh – in the straight. But, no, um, it was unsuited, probably not leading because that's he's, what it's he's, been. He's proven to be better than that on race Yeah, day. that's what it's proven. Mm. Uh, sorry, that's what he's been taught to do. But, um, yeah, that's definitely a worry. I, I Looking at the figures for this race and the data, I, I suspect it'll be the one that's pretty well found by the market. Um, but, yeah, I, I – I'm I'm happy to like I marked it a clear second favourite, but I'm I'm probably happy not to bet at the three twenty or whatever it is. It's an easy price to steer clear of, but a lot of respect uh, for a horse that will get out in front and and Shell Bell being the horse that likely comes across and breezes. You'd think Pikey will try and rate that a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really have Shell Bell from the breeze either. I think for it to show its best, it might need to find the fence, and that looks pretty unlikely here. So happy to look around. Um, yeah, them to, to some degree. Very respectful of Ginevan and what I think the ceiling is there. But just off, off an ordinary trial, if you're three bucks, you can sort of just take it on to some degree. Yep. Um, the runner I think we can just hold fire on and, and back late is, is all play. Um, I like the recent trial. I like the gate speed from the trial, I, I think. While there is some other speed in this race, I think Jared Noski can potentially find the back of Ginevan or um, 
or uh, Shell Bell here. And, um, yeah, really like the uh, – it's second up run, went a close third behind Generosity and Ripcord, went deep most of the way. I thought Good that was form. a really – Yeah, I thought that was a really nice run. I so. think Brave Spirit ran fourth yep. in that race as well. Yep. So Yeah, it ticks all the boxes yep. in that sense. There's nothing wrong with that. And Gin, don't forget, Ginevan on debut beat Generosity by a long way yep. as well. So there's the same form reference there, and Generosity didn't have much luck that day. But, um, yeah, I, I think there will be good money, Ginevan. I don't think uh, that many of Casey's will drift too hard in the market. Princess in Red's a uh, relation to Dom to shoot. Yeah, half, um, half Chrissy sister. Parnham's on that. Might almost be the number one from that yard. Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Um, but I'm. I'm happy to play all play. I'm not going to go over the top. A lot of respect for for Ginevan and the fact it might be able to um, lead early in the day to Scott, which is always a benefit. Um, but um, all play will definitely get me for a bet. I was three dollars twenty all play, but. I'm going to hold fire. I suspect it will definitely be late price best. I'm with you in all all play. My uh, my other big watch is Siberian Siren. I said there's been a bit of money for it since markets opened. I had no luck first two starts in a race wide throughout on both occasions, and then it uh, at Ascot over the 1,000 meters midweek. I really liked. That win, dug in, chasing the hot speed from King's Honor, dug in and, uh, and I like the way that it found the line. I can see Siberian Siren enjoying a similar type run, leaders back. And, um, yeah, I like the way this filly is progressing, actually. So, but for me, I, I'm, I, I like all play out of the trials from before its first starting race. So that's the way I'm leaning. And I just want to monitor the price of Siberian Siren. If it gets out, it gets squeezed out in the market, then it might get a little bit of mine as well. Yep. Uh, it's a nice and easy one for me. It'll just be just be all play, and um, I should probably take some now, I guess. But uh, I just feel is looking at the the figures and looking at the fact that I think that Siberian, Ginevan, and Shell Bell all stay pretty firmish in the market. I yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if all plays a, a little wobbler. Okay, race three is the Amelia Park Handicap, another one thousand meters race. This is a graduation, and we spoke to Grant Williams earlier in the show. If you're listening to the preview only edition of the 1-1. One, one. Uh, go back and check out that chat with Grant. Uh, he was tremendous with his time and insight. was uh, was uh, really good to get to know him a little bit better. And um, he is saddling up Hostile Talk, a three-year-old against the older horses. Uh, this horse is nominated for the race we just previewed, race two, but drew wide and they opted to, to take on the older horses here down in the weights. So impressive debut midweek winner, Williams and Pike, takes on the older horses here, Guru. Yeah, the three-year-olds obviously have a very good record uh, in these 60-pluses um, oh, every single year, really. Mm-hmm. We say it every year like we're surprised that it's happening again. But And this doesn't seem to have any uh, real fear factor horses. There's a couple that I, I think are worth are worth noting. Um, but, I mean, with Hostile Talk, I, while I thought the win was, was really nice and the trial win was good prior and uh, there's obviously been a bit of a spruker around about it. There's also a point where you're going from a maiden where the second horse actually runs, I think, at Bunbury on um, New Year's Eve. So you'll get a, some type of line there. But Torpedo Man ran third. It's come out again. Um, it went okay, but it didn't win its maiden. Um, you've had Canny Rock come out and run second in its maiden, but it was four day the trip there. And then you look at those horses from fifth to eighth. They're pretty they're pretty ordinary. Or So it's, it's not necessarily – we still need to remember the form line the horses are coming out. Out of so, um, I was happy to back hostile talk, but I need it 280, 290, mm-hmm. and I won't be following a drift. That's current, that. current 225 on the purple, yeah, 225. Yep. So, I don't think I ever saw above 240. So, it was that's that's the price I marked it. I'm definitely not knocking the horse. 
Um, but I am just wary about the fact that you're going from a maiden to a, a 60 plus where some of these like, are going pretty well. Like a hang glider's um, last couple of starts been two of the biggest forgive runs that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's probably no better than three of the fence here for, for Craig Newitt. Um, that's that's probably the major issue. Um, it's win was three of the fence. So that's that's not the end of the world. But can it give hostile talk two and a half kilos and maybe come from behind it and beat it? I, I don't know. Um the speed map's probably the most interesting part here. Do they hand up again on Arts Art of Sabraj? Uh, obviously, it didn't step first up. It's a horse known for leading and rolling. I'd be personally, I'd be sitting again. I thought it was a really nice run with a sit, and I think it's got a sort of a limited ceiling as a leader. So I think it's a great option for Paddy Carby to try and find the one-one here almost. And Sky Duke leads Bayz in the breeze. Um, fascinating stat with Sky Duke is it's one four of seventeen. It's led. On five occasions, found the rail, and it's won four of those. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And it's career. So, it's it's on the, the 12 occasions it hasn't found the rail, it, it's lost all 12. So, I, I reckon, and if you look at the win against Rock This Town, where it, it held the fence with the 60, um, Rock This Town won again on Boxing Day, beating Ollie's Choice, keep attacking some reasonable horses. Um, it's just a different horse out in front. So, if there's any signs of that rail's playing nicely, I'd love the thing I'm, I'm, Probably not gained over bet yet at the price. I'm not that interested. I'm about seven fifty. It's about nine bucks. But the thing that I'm watching and waiting for is Bayzid was scratched with a hoof abscess about a week ago. Um, if Bayzid comes out, this turns into such a good map for Sky, Sky Duke, Duke because yeah. Sky Duke isn't that quick early. And if Jared Nossi comes out with real intent and Bayzid is fit and happy, there's a chance it crosses it. Mm. And your money's gone early. Um, so I'm just going to keep an eye out in case Bayzid maybe doesn't recover fully and and does come out as a late scratching because that will make my Sky Duke price significantly shorter and um, I'd probably happily get involved. Um, but, yeah, it's a good little race. The, the favourite is hard to bet around. Like, I don't want to launch into something else. Because yeah. um, there's nothing that's like, ah. No, exactly know? right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to take the 220. Um, Brave Venture is probably the one I couldn't get that short. It, it's, it's best is more than good enough, but you're relying on – you're relying on it, um, yeah, coming off a setback last prep. No trial, but the no trial is probably a smart move because it always trolls like winks. So, yeah. Yeah. So I just made that race 10 times muddier than it was before. Well, I yeah. I mean, if, if if anyone wants to, isn't too keen on the low twos for hostile talk, then, um, which is me, really, um, I th- I'd be probably waiting for a little bit. A little bit of a squeeze price-wise hang glider, potentially, and um, that would be the way I go. I think his best is um, is good enough to knock off the fave. But, yeah, like you said, three-back fence, going to need galloping room, and uh, sometimes he could be his own worst enemy, this horse. I'm not no, – I, I thought – I thought this prep, just the way that he trolled up and his first up win, that he was ready to, to launch. Uh, he hasn't had any luck his last two, but at the same time, he hasn't done himself a lot of favours in run either. So maybe from one, Newark, left-hand whip rider, something a bit different. Aggressive uh, rider as well. Yeah. i got my scouts. I've got yeah. a full scout report. Obviously, yeah. we've seen Craig ride across here a few times, but I've yeah. got a full scout report. Very aggressive rider, worried through the fence. Not yeah. sure if through the fence is his spot. Okay. That was the uh, – yeah. yeah. But if, if if the planets align and you get that luck, that rub of the green in transit, then hang glider, talent-wise, he can knock off the fave. So if that said Clint Johnston Porter, I'd take the 550. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Race four is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. This is over the 1,200 metres. And D'Amber coming off a, a let up, 
I'd say. Uh, slight freshen is Did the- you find it? Okay. Funny with Amber that they weren't back a week earlier. 125K yeah. Rapona. Well, what is, in fairness, all of these. What does that even say? Bon Joy, well, I thought with Bon Joy, bon Joy it might have said that Clint was riding Harmika and perhaps that was the path. They just thought, well, let's just avoid, avoid the state, sort of stable, mate. They sort of worked hand in hand. Um, so, yeah, but quite a few of these. Are, I guess they're probably all at a similar mindset. Let's skip the 125K, go for the 40, hoping it'll be super thin the week after in it. Yeah, maybe that's the case. So, D'Amber's the current favourite, 51 days between runs. I wonder whether there's a little setback after it won its heat because it was on track for that West mm. Speed final that was won by Plays With Fire. Um, so, 51 days between runs, but uh, Stephanie Bakunich does such a good job with her small team and uh, no doubt they'll have, they'll have this mare. Cherry on Monday, gate three for Jason Whiting. Three-time Perth Cup winning jockey, Jason mm. Whiting. Um, and uh, there's a couple others here uh, that are in hard in the market. Bonjoy, $4. Falcon Trailer from the uh, Rep Hope Yard, $5. And there's about three others in single figures as well, Terry. Yeah, if you're doing your replays with Bonjoy, they've got the, the trial wrong. It's uh, a different horse in the trial. So it was ah. actually ridden by Clint, not Zeph. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting, isn't it? So it was funny because I watched the trial and I saw it come across the line in, um, well, Zephan, his colours come across the line in seventh. And I was like, hang on, it says six, what's going on here? So I just thought they got it the wrong way around. But then actually Pistol Pete um, has since told me they actually got the jockeys wrong. So it was Clinton and not Zeph. So um, I think the trial of Bonjo was slightly better than Tina Kuto. So that's, that's helpful. Mm -hmm. But there was very little in it, I think. Horses travel a lot better for Clint than they do Zephyr anyway, so yeah, um, which is understandable. So, um, but yeah, I think this is a, a very interesting race. Falcon Trader, Go Go Gromit, and uh, Millivoy look like your three go forward horses. I think they've got no choice with Millivoy from that gate, but just to be aggressive and and um, and try and get over the speed. Um, it might actually be Go Go Gromit doesn't find many races without a stack of speed. It might actually be a pretty suitable map. Um, for Maddie to kick this horse out and, and, and cross them all and find the fence. And it's the type of horse I think once- Cross, crosses Falcon Trader? Potentially, yeah. Well, yeah. What Brett Pope might, they might do the old, God, we failed first up. Let's now look for cover second up. Mm -hmm. Like the old, um, I don't know, just, just basically doubt yourself when that makes no like sense the, whatsoever. Um, like the snap reaction. Yeah, snap reaction. Exactly yeah. right. It's a very common common theme. But in saying that, Gogo Gromit's also a bit of a barrier rogue and, and can miss a kick badly. And if uh, Millivoy and Craig Newitt are pretty aggressive from out there, next thing you know, it could just have to park up in behind them. But um, yeah, it was scratched a week ago as well. It says future nom for Gogo Gromit. That seems odd. Mm. Um, whether that is the case or not, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but there looks to be reasonable tempo on. By this stage of the day, it's nearly three o'clock. The South Wesley should be in play. Um, I, I do like Bonjoy um, as, as a racehorse. It's first up, first career run with Peter Nucky on was anything. And it's first up run last prep on a cold cutaway. If you go back and watch that, give that run extra credit because that cutaway was dog shit at Belmont that day. Absolutely horrid. Um, was absolutely anything. So you are relying on a horse to win from last year. There's no doubt that Clint will snag this and Clint will probably knowing Clint look for gaps, mm -hmm. I'd suggest. Um, so you are relying on one of those leaders not kicking and that's always a possibility that one of the leaders kick and you're simply too far back or D'Amber gets the 1-1 one, one and is off and going and you're cooked. But um, I think Bonjoy is the best horse here. If we see an indication they can make ground, um, that's the only horse I'm really keen to target here. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I thought, uh, well, obviously, D'Amber is the, the favourite. Maps well. Uh, hasn't really done a lot wrong 
to be honest, uh, got strong Evelina form. That's the key. Uh, Desenia, Desenia form. Uh, knocked off Civvy Street and plays with fire and forever dreaming. Uh, it's last two starts and all that form is stacked up. So I can see why the market has uh, swerved her way. Um, Just the 51 the days. The 51 days is a, is a yeah. query and price-wise 340. I'd... I do like the way that Millivoy has returned for uh, my old mate Steve Wolf down in Albany. His um, trial was good. Chased home Oxbridge, who's flying down there first up, big gap back to third. And then I, I thought he's been a lot of form behind them yeah. in that race too. I lo- and I thought he was strong in his um, Albany second up Albany victory the other day. From eight, you probably you rise. Craig Newell's going to have to be positive on this fellow. If things work out for him, he can run a cheeky race at each way price, currently around the $14, $15 mark. But for me, it looks like a uh, Diamond's going to get the map, he's going to get the right run and ticks a lot of the boxes. And Bonjoy, the way that Clint rides, is probably just going to need that luck that you illustrated there, Terry, so to, to cut through and get last crack at him. Um, so Diamond on top for me looks the obvious one. I'm uh, – and then – but Millie Voy at the price – in form, Steve's ready to bring bring a few of these horses to town now after they've sort of uh, warmed up down in Albany. I think he can run a race at a price as well. Yeah, actually, his his Belmont form last prep it was. in graduation company mm-hmm. was was quite good. Yep. He didn't have a lot of luck on and a couple. Second of in an hundred and twenty five k race, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, top in, five maybe. Yeah, you're in third, third third in one of those West Speed mm-hmm. uh, big West Speed. Pat Sass might have won the race. That's Jade right. McNaught. That was when he was a three year old. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he did run some really good races in good company during the Belmont winter. And it looks like just the way that he's progressing at the moment, he's ready to come back to town and make an impact. And make sure you do – this is, a very, as I said, it's a very open race. Yeah. A lot of ways you can go, and that's why I'm just sort of targeting one if the track's suiting with how it's playing. But Falcon Trader is potentially – Bonjoy, I think, might be the best horse mm. in the race. Falcon Trader might not be far from it. And it was a complete forgive first up. It got in a war with Ball Beck. Rock This Town um, and itself. And Rock This Town has since come out and won. He actually beat Rock This Town home. So it's, um, yeah, a complete, complete forgive run. And I like Lukey Campbell going on. He's riding a lot of winners at the moment. So, um, yeah, many ways to attack this race. It's interesting with Luke Campbell watching his winners as an apprentice. He doesn't, the traditional yeah. apprentice wins. Go to the front, use your, use your claim. That's not his go. Yeah. He's Do actually you know not. Like yeah, that? He's this actually, is a random one. Uh, Christy Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. Christy Bennett rode a lot of sitting sprinters compared to horses out in front. I, I don't think he's quite got his clock right uh, as a leading apprentice at the moment. Sorry, as an apprentice riding from in front at the moment. However, when he's – as a stalking rider, he's very effective yeah. um, at the moment. Let's them set the pace and yeah. knows when to pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's sort of got his – Fall into not falling. He's 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 that seems to be his one wood at the moment. Um, I'd like to see him keep improving and have a bit more. Um, I don't know versatility with his his riding tactics, but at the moment, um, f- with a sit and stalking, he's uh, he's chalking up the winners, which is fair enough. But uh, Falcon Schrader from one, even with Luke on board, you're right. That might even suit. Jockey and trainer, if they don't lead. So, uh, well, I'd like to, I wish, I'd love to know that. Yeah. Um, Cause if that was the case, I'd be very happy to have something on uh, Gogo Gromit. I'd probably shorten your one a little bit as well, Millivoy, yeah. um, who I was about $12 actually. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the very few overs in the market. But I'll tell you what, if you do find out they are going to sit Falcon Trader, it should mean Gogo Gromit finds the fence and leads. And I don't think it's found the fence and left for quite a while. Yeah. It, a, it doesn't step and B, it finds races with a stack of speed. So, um, yeah, very interesting runner. I'd also like a proper clarification on why it was scratched a week ago though. So, it's a race with a lot of questions. I just 
Just backing the horse I like the most. Okay. Let's take, let's take a break. Chris Parnham, he's trying to uh, make his way into the Mastermind Hall of Fame. Can he do it? He takes on Toby Dunn after the break. Okay, BJ, it is now time for the much-anticipated mm. Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition Bonanza Finale. This is big well, enough. Finale. It's big. Finale for Chris. Yeah, it's big. It's big. Yeah, it's massive. It's a moment. Two men. It's a real moment. One of them got signed to Hong Kong on the back of that. <laughs> yeah. On the back of his mastermind. Yeah, that's right. They were calling. Big offers. Yeah. They couldn't get ripcords. So they said, give us Jay Rooney instead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is the uh, the nursery of the stars here mm. at the uh, the one one WA Racing a million podcast. Dollar master. <laughs> mastermind. Mastermind, of course, is uh, brought to you by the Mundaring Hotel which has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Uh, it's the place to be, definitely with the uh, the sun out up there on the big deck. Uh, make sure if you do swing past the Mundaring, say day to Ian Butchie O'Connor, the home of Younger Lass up there. And, of course, we were just talking to Grant Williams and they hosted the Williams Racing Christmas Party up there recently. So it's, uh, it's a tremendous venue and um, we just uh, ask all our one one supporters to go up there and uh, spend some time at the Mundaring because uh, you'll never look back. So we've got a big occasion here. Chris Parnham, he's won four straight. He's looking to make it fifth, our yeah, fifth straight win. We'll put him in the Hall of Fame alongside Jay Rooney and today's challenger, Toby Dunn Guru. So we better bring him in. Chris, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having us back, boys. You've been flying on the uh, on the podcast and in the saddle. Uh, of course, you're riding Queen Alina in the Perth Cup, so wishing you all the best in the big one on Monday. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think it's a lot chance, so yeah, hopefully we can get a bit of luck. Absolutely. So have you given yourself a chance to think about what it would be like to be a mastermind Hall of Famer, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> um, not really, to be honest, but... Don't want to get sure ahead of yourself. Great honor. Yeah, uh, that's smart. The <laughs> that's smart. That's smart. Just well, take it one question well, at a time. We'll that's all you can do. We'll have it? to update his Wikipedia page after mm. this. I think. No, I'm, in, I'm in hall. Of, I'm in the hall of fame if I'm win today, am I? That's yeah. correct. Yes. Yeah. So joining in the hall of fame, Jay Rooney and Toby Dunn, and that is a tremendous segue. And you're going to you're gonna have to knock them both off to get there, yeah, though. Yeah. And yeah. then you become one of the gladiators. <laughs> that's as well. right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Vulcan down the bottom of the travelator. So that's a great segue because we better bring in today's challenger, one of our favourite guests here at the One One. It's Toby Tobias Dunn. G'day, Toby. Hello, boys. It's good to be back again, defending from a from also a worthy opponent. <laughs> You're not, like you're not convinced. Goes, I like the way he goes about it. I like, no, I like the way he goes about it. Okay, you said you'd say you didn't sound like you were convinced he was a worthy opponent. <laughs> you're throwing some barbs early, Toby. You got to, you got to talk it up. You got to talk a big game. I ran to Toby at the races on uh, on Sunday, and he was very nervous. Actually, mm, I think he's been. They, I like, think he's been pretty impressed with. I don't uh, reckon anyone's been humming this strongly since maybe Rooney during his run. I haven't seen anyone this. I don't know. I, I, I almost feel unbeatable. I feel like only bad luck beats Chris today. <laughs> You'll have to get held up for a run. Oh, I reckon. That's the only way I see him getting done. Oh. Hey, Toby, before uh, I know you'll be too sooky after you lose, who's your tip for the cup? Give us a quick tip for the cup on uh, on Monday. Casino uh, oh, 17. It's really hard to beat. It's not very great. Try again. Um, oh, JD, of course. 
I was just hoping he didn't bring that up today. Uh, oh, but, uh, dear yeah. me. Okay. Uh, that wasn't what Terry was looking nah, for. No, that's not what I was looking for. But anyway, let's get rolling. Okay. Boys. Can we hear Toby well enough? Yeah, I think yeah. T- I think we got right. Tobes. Toby, speak up. We're, there's just some yeah. minor issues there. We don't want there to be any uh, any stewards, uh, any any he's remarkable, oh, lucky yeah. grey business any posters. Ha- hashtag press yeah. stewards. I make sure to yell my name 50 times every time I want to answer. All right. All right. All right. So- Fellas, your names are your buzzers to be crowned this week's mastermind. You'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Is it back to me? Yep. All right. Challenger, are you ready? I'm ready. Mastermind, are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Who am I? My five-year racing career began in 2016, amassing 49 starts for over $2 million in prize money, including bonuses. I took my owners on a serious journey, winning black-type races both in Perth and in Melbourne. Unfortunately, however, most owners were unable to watch my most famous success live- Toby. Have a Gino. Chris has got the whole lot here. Deary me. Uh, my, my owners were unable to watch my most famous success live in Melbourne due to COVID-19 restrictions. My local black type career had an international feel to it with both the flying Frenchman Matthew Autier and UK born Lee Newman winning feature races aboard me. William Pike, Lucy Warwick and Jamie Carr with the other three hoops to be aboard uh, for my black t- Chris. Yaddy. Oh, very good. You didn't have to go that early either. You had a few more lines. Uh, It was. Yeah, I was just making sure. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to prove that he's a worthy winner. (laughs) What's the rest of the question? Uh, Sadly, I had to be euthanized uh, when defending my biggest success, the Group 1 Maccabi Diva Stakes, after fracturing a shoulder early in the race. While I may not have been the best horse of the century, I do know that my owners had the ball of the century. Very good. Love it. Uh, so, Chris is, Chris is up. One zip. All right. One zip. Good early go, though, from yeah. Tobes. Yeah. 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 He knows to get in early. He launched. That's his strength. Uh, okay. Bearing in mind, fellas, there are three black type races at Ascot this Monday. So, name the only trainer to have saddled up winners of the Perth Cup, Latrice Classic, and Summer Scorcher. That's a good question. Three. Toby. Topes. Toby. I'll say, I'll say Neville Parnum. Incorrect. Chris for the steal. Chris. Three. Two. Uh, one. David Harrison. Close. The correct answer is Adam Durant. He's the only one to have trained all uh, winners question, of all BJ. three races. Thank that's, you, a, that's actually a point for you. I think, I should, I think, oh, hang on, I pressed the wrong button. That should have been the correct one. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's right. Oh, <laughs> oh hang on, it's good. a quarry. All right. Oh, I, I actually reckon Dad's won all three. I double, I triple check that. Oh, yeah, the, well, who are the three runners? Uh, who are the winners of each? Of uh, uh, Neville's. I couldn't think of a Latrice winner, but I just I think Fortune Street won a Latrice. Oh, oh, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Here we go. This Thanks, is Chris. great I stuff. 
I reckon, Toby, if, if if Chris is right here and it's called a successful process, it's a double it's pointer. A double pointer. And that's three zip. It's all over. Hang on. I'm positive I triple checked that because I knew there was. Oh, such a great question, yeah. too. And I've given you the winner yeah. button and You're everything. To, you might have to back, ding yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, you might get the sad wah wah button, I'd suggest. <laughs> what horse are we looking at? Oh, look, you look it up. My internet's just crashed. This oh, is okay. good podcasting. All right. Give us just. just Fortune just, Street 103. Go on. Did it really? What it says here. Fortune's Street. Hang on, my. Streak. Can I say this is not before my didn't, time? Didn't Toby say number five? Toby, yeah. who did you say? Yeah, he didn't Toby did. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is not <laughs> good. <laughs> Hang on. How long ago was this? Uh, I think it said early 2000s. 2003. Are you sure, Toby? I'm looking at it right now. If you look up Fortune Street, you reset your thing to go back to the yeah, third. Yeah, so I'm doing, I'm doing the old reset now. Well, I'm looking at the Racing Australia uh, website. It doesn't go back to nice. 2003. First of the first, Latrice, Paddy Carberry on a firm too. Oh, no. <laughs> so Toby actually gets that one Toby's right. Toby's got the question right. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, that's super, Toby. That's showing his class. That's why he's on the mountain. That's right. I love that. Apologies for that. I love apologies. that. All right, we've got one all. Hang on. One all. No, in fairness, it does. Racing Australia, no, where I get all my information. You can stuff from, your sorries in a stack, BJ. It only goes back to 2005. <laughs> Bell Bazaar. Hold on. Hold on. I'm positive it's this. I've got it here in front of me. There you go. Latrice Fortune Street first. Paddy Carberry, Arthur Length. Barrier 12. Good steer. Yeah, I don't know. Logged in the 1 1, I'd say. Anyway, all right. <laughs> one all. Good teamwork from you two as well. You've, uh, you've done the quiz master. Dummy. That's a rarity. I knew oh. all that, but I still didn't get the question right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm going to lodge an inquiry myself with uh, Racing Australia. All right, no, 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 one all. That. Here we go. Two jockeys are chasing a fourth Perth Cup win on Monday. William Pike is one. Who is the other? Toby. Tobes. William Pike and Jason Whiting. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Jerry, man. Uh, correct. He's Jay- lodged a successful protest and so now he's gone bang, bang, yeah. taking the lead. <laughs> uh, Jason Whiting has won on King Canute, Respect, and Gyno. So he'll be yeah, going he should for have four. Been, should have been four as well. Dart Musket should have won a person. <laughs> two, two, one to Tobes. All right. Galaxy under the 59. That's right. Uh, all right. So, okay. Name the last... Oh, hang on. Start again. Name the brother and sister that are both Summer Scorcher winning jockeys. Toby. Tobes. Joey has a party and Chloe has a party. Chris, Chris for the first steal. steal. Uh, Jerry and Jared. Uh, Jerry <laughs> and Jared. <laughs> it was basically a 50-50, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jerry and Jared. I went the same way as you, don't worry, Toby, when we did a little uh, practice run before Uh, we started. Very good. Uh, Two all. Two all. Two all with a protest upheld. Grandstand finish. Oh, this is huge. I'm glad we got the protest upheld now because that would have been very controversial if it was Post-race. So it's all all worked out well. (laughs) It's all part of the theatre. I love theatre. Two all. Here we go, guys. This is it. This is the moment. All right. Name the last horse to win. The Ted Van Hempst Perth Cup double. Toby. Toby. 
Three, two, one. Delicacy. Now or never. Delicacy. Delicacy. He's done it. He's done it. <laughs> Jeez, he got his name in there and then thought about it. Yeah. That's, that's tactics. Yeah. yeah, that's very good. That's Toby Dunn off the canvas. Protest. Stay strong. Everything. Too Protest strong. And uh, Chris Parnham falls agonizingly short of the Mastermind Hall of Fame. But what a run. What a run. What a he's, run. he's actually assisted the winner with the um, with the helping of the protest as well by figuring out the horse. It's just true. I almost, it is tremendous. I, I don't know. I want to award two medals, BJ. I'm not, I'm not that type of person, you know, but I'd love to award two medals here. But no, that's a uh, that's a cracking battle. That is fantastic. Worthy. Two of the best. Worthy. Um, Chris, mate, thanks for all your time. We always appreciate um, how uh, how giving you are when it comes to the 1-1. So thank you very much. You'll good. get your vouchers now as well. Yes, that's right. I've seen Butchie. Yeah, beautiful. We're all good to go. We're all loaded up. You would have sent those out last week straight after the fourth when you wouldn't worry about waiting for the <laughs> – now he's getting a bit. Now he's getting a bit mouthy. Toby. Let us know when we're heading up there, Chris. I wouldn't mind a stoke. Yeah, very good. Yeah, got four hundred dollars to burn up there, mate. And um, best of luck on Monday in the cup. But uh, Toby Dunn, Hall of Famer, Mount Rushmore. It's just you and Rooney. How does it feel, mate? Back on top. It feels good. It feels good to. I've now defended the title twice. You know, I, I feel like Jay, Jay really let the team down. But. But that's all right. We're not all perfect. He, he did have his mind in, in Hong Kong, and, and that's fine. But but I'll always be here to defend that title. <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. Deary me. Uh, tremendous stuff. Uh, Toby, Chris, thank you very much. All the best, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys on Monday. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right, we're back. This is the uh, the back end of our Perth Cup Day preview. We just had the, a tremendous mastermind. Toby Dunn knocked off Chris Parnham in the final stride. A bit of controversy, but um, yeah, like Chris made it. It was a great run by Chris. Four in a row, knocked off late, misses out on the Hall of Fame, but he's a Hall of Famer in our eyes, too. 100% he is. Yeah. He's going to make amends here, I reckon, in the Moom Champagne Handicap Whoa, anyway. Very good. He's riding, of course, number six, Secret Attraction, last start winner for uh, Donna Riordan in those famous Cerise and White colours. She's going right. Yeah. Donna's, there's been a lot of, I think people have battled a little bit. A few different trainers have battled uh, with the Cerise and White runners. I don't think it's they've got the same stock they once did as well, which makes it harder. And obviously being compared to who we spoke to earlier, Grant mm. Nalana. Um, but Donna's doing really well. Diamond Seam we'll talk about later in the in the Perth Cup. Um, that exceeded expectations, this preparation, obviously. Um, and Secret Attraction, I think, should have a far better record than what it reads on paper for the seven starts and the two wins. Um, probably should have won the Oaks, the mm-hmm. Belmont Oaks. I thought Michael Poy is just not the right jockey um, for this type of horse. I think he got a bit lost. Thought he was, thought he was pikey. I think he just, yeah, I think he just got a bit lost on the horse. If you if you watch Chris Parnham from Barrier Nine last start, he showed a little bit of intent out the gates. Um, found the one one, and then the horse never really looked like losing. Like it, it, and if you watch Braden Gayeth's maiden win on this same horse, that's how he rode it. Then he landed one one. The horse actually has the gate speed. You don't have to snag it. Poi jumped from seven um, as a four dollar favorite, and he just wanted to be last. He wanted to be last the fence. Like and that, it was just a yeah. Anyway, did Adam, we, have, did Adam have this horse? Uh, potentially, because yeah. Clint was committed to. He did, yeah. Because I remember, I think Adam talked this horse up quite a yeah. bit actually last last preparation. Now, Clint Pike was its closing in, and Clint yeah. was committed to something else. Yeah, from memory. Yeah, 
Or it could have just been that Poi got the ride in the Oaks because Clint had another ride. I can't remember. Yeah, it escapes me. He was on Noteworthy, CJP. Noteworthy, there you go. Noteworthy was a 460 pop. Secret Attraction was a $31 pop. Yeah. Yeah, understandable. So, a bit dirty last start about Secret Attraction because I I did really – I thought it was a horse wherever Mm. it went next start. I'd have a good result on it. Did you just not not think it would be that I just didn't like the last 200. Even when Poi got out uh, midweek, I was like, oh, I was just a little bit concerned. And then exactly right. I I was a bit worried about the map as well. Um, But I think now that Chris has got the blueprint for that, he can go, oh, I can can pop this out here and look for the back of Nod and Smile or Royal Gap or whoever comes across. And there isn't a huge amount of – there isn't a huge amount of speed um, that'll settle um, in, a, in a similar spot. There's a lot of back markers with sort of all my money. Pagey's turn, awesome chatter. It can land closer, but it's just yeah. not stepping at all. I love your smile gets back, flare on the wing gets back. San Fabrizio will try and land closer, but again, it's not stepping. And Oliver had to absolutely ride its ears off to get to the breeze last start. But um, I just think. I'm always wary of missing out on one that I was following, but I don't want to miss out again on a horse that I think with 56 and a half in a 60 plus is nowhere near her mark. Um, I think she's a potential, I don't know, who knows if she's next year a Perth Cup horse potentially type thing, but I, I just think there's a, um, yeah, there's a lot more growth in her, in her rating. Got the pedigree so. for it anyway, as uh, all bobs do, I suppose, but yeah. Exactly right. And Chris is riding a lot of winners at the moment. I'm, 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 I'm quite confident with Chris in the saddle. Um, yeah, it just is. She is just an absolute standout to me. Plenty of respect for Don Smile if they can lead. Uh, missed the kick badly again last start. Very hard horse to follow. I understand that. But the run was still huge. Yeah. Like considering that. I can't believe it. I, 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 t- I looked away. And oh, it's, it's no hope. Yep. And then there was no hope though. Yeah. That's the thing. But it still got And somehow it was beaten 1.3. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the key here is um, – Craig knew it, and I, I, to be honest, now I've done me dummy down it twice in a row. If it creeps out to eight nine dollars, I will save. Yeah, I'm um, not and smile purely for the fact that it's got to be a reasonable chance here of finding the front. The blinkers have come off, which I presume they hope will uh, help it be more fluent out of the machines. Mm-hmm. But my my thing is, I do think even if it does find the front and Secret Attraction stalks it, I think Secret gets it yeah. still. So that's that's the big thing for me. So um, plenty of respect for San Fabrizio. Its runs have been good without much luck from the gates. Um, I just don't think it's as good as the market continually um, suggests. Even last prep, I, I think it's a nice horse. I think it's it's a horse that can win this race um, with some luck. But I think that secret I, attraction. I'd actually like to see San Fabrizio maybe go into a higher rated race with less weight. Yes. I think I reckon that might be the key to 100%. Well, it's yeah. best run this uh, campaign was its first up run in the 66 plus rather than the 60 where it carried three less. Yeah. So it was comfortably its best run against the better horses too. So yeah. I just think Secret Attraction's a better horse than San Fabrizio. They're mapped very similar and we get two and a half kilos less with Secret yeah, Attraction. Yeah, I'm with you. So this stands out like the proverbial. Yeah, this is man. the old dog's baller for the day, I reckon. So, yeah, um, yeah pretty keen to be on. A lot is of the this, others- Is this a good old-fashioned Cerise and White Phil? I hope so. We haven't had many of those in recent times, <laughs> no. have we? No. We haven't had many in recent times. So the current market after it's pretty bang on. I'm sort of 270 secret attraction. Could have got it shorter. Um, then about six bucks or so, sand and nod. Speak to me at 750 coming out one of the worst class ones of all time. Flower in the wind was a nice run. Cripper's Maddie. It was lucky. Cripper's Maddie. Cripper's exactly Maddie. Right. Yeah. Uh, he got annoyed at me. I didn't mention he's, uh, he's mad. He's been in good nick since he's been on during the carnival. So there's his <laughs> shout out. Um, he, might have, he might have to start a new service. Yeah. <laughs> Cripper's Maddie. Cripper's Maddie. <laughs> little picture of his head blowing off or something. <laughs> I'll do the artwork for that. That'll be good. Um, I do think Flower of the Wind will get better with, with Trip, but I do think it was also lucky that it found a race where five of them got held up for a run yeah. and it was the beneficiary of a, a good Stevie Pan ride. I love your smile. Isn't going to win one. All my money just 
isn't the horse I hoped it was when I loaded it two starts ago. <laughs> Royal Gap's overs in my market. I, I'm not going to back it because I can't back them all. But um, Royal Gap, if Nod and Smile misses it again, it'll find the fence. And that's that's huge over 1,800 metres here. So uh, awesome chatter. Keep following. It will win a race um, in the country somewhere very soon. Going super. Just probably ends up three of the fence here. And um, Paige's turn. Huge money first up, mm. which doesn't usually meaning the money will come second up again. So, um, yeah, secret attraction for me, very keen, and I will get my money back, not in smile, just so I don't hate life if it yeah. does happen to lead and win after very, night. Very, too large. very keen secret attraction as well. Good. I must say, just on Speak to Me, it's oh, great to see those red and white Giodresco colours in action again. Pete was a... Pete Giodresco was a major player for a long time uh, down, in, uh, down in Bunbury and um, with his sons, Quentin and Matt. They uh, train win many, many winners, lots of big race winners in those colours, and um, looks like he's got a handy, handy enough horse there with Pike on. It's one, it's one two of its last four, so it's just good to see Pete back in the game, training winners again, and uh, and um, yeah, just strengthening up that uh, that Bunbury training contingent. So good to see a good trainer uh, back saddling up runners again. Race six, the first of our features. It's the Mrs. Max Latrice Classic. Group three, 1,800 metres for the Phillies and Mayors, set weights and penalties, and this is the fourth, the last leg of the four-race feature classic series, the traditional annual event there where we've got the Jungle Mist, the Jungle Dawn, the Star Truck, Starstruck, and now the Latrice. Terry? The first one that's worth 200 as well, I think. The yeah, other one's worth 125. Yeah, this is right. group three. Group yeah. three, correct. Interesting how that works, isn't it? It's like you stick on long enough, we'll reward you with a slightly higher purse. Um, Mate, if you go, I mean, we, this is a touchy subject because we went back through the uh, <laughs> the history of the race in the Mastermind, but there has been some very good mares win this race. It's, yeah. it's been class, class mares have won this race. Belle Bazaar was a railway stakes winner. Impressive journey. Uh, Rosie Rocket, the mother, Justin Warwick, the mother of uh, Kiss and All Fortune. Elite Belle won a Latrice. Uh, Cosmic Storm, I'm Feeling Lucky, Celebrity Dream, Perfect Jewel, Dance, Music, and El Safina won last year and gone on t- and uh, went on to run second in the railway. So all that. Um, so Butchie's going to win next year's railway? Potentially. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's not. I'm I think to read between the lines. Grant Williams basically said that actually yeah, earlier. he did. So, uh, but yes, younger, younger oh, lass. Yeah, a bit worried. I, I, so you were just telling me off air before, Grant was saying on air uh, on Tab Radio, I presume, during the week that- This morning. Um, she's working great, but her her manners at the track and behind the gates have been a bit. Been pro- tip- she's been getting progressively more uh, cantankerous. Yeah, um, I understand. Pre race and and milling behind the gates, and I think that's kind of why, which led to her missing it for Oliver in the Starstruck. Mm. However, Pike going on can't be underestimated. Cannot remember. I think it's. Oh, I just think quite worth absolutely anything. I, I'm surprised by the. I thought we'd just see four dollars here. Like I thought we would just see four dollars, and, and and to be honest, it's sort of a blessing, because now it allows us. Because um, I'll obviously be making good decisions at this stage of the day, um, <laughs> on the Perth Cup day with the optimistic two races away. But I can go watch her in the yard, which I have no idea about. So in other words, I'll go and find Toby and say, "What's is that good or bad?" Um, before deciding, have a look at the the pattern to some degree. Yeah, I guess she was. She was actually quite naughty the other day yeah okay. and, and the start before she was a little still bit think as she well. went all right yeah she went good she yeah. didn't go too bad yeah. so and and we talk about pie courses and oliver this is no knock on oliver i'd get lynched if i knocked oliver mm-hmm. but um 
I just think Pike on this horse, even from Oliver, is worth lengths. Is worth absolutely lengths. And what's fascinating, we'll get to the speed map in a moment, but her two biggest dangers in my book and the market are obviously Rusty Dreams and Go Bella, mm. um, who was a super win off seven days. I loaded whole enchantment last week. How did I get beaten by Go yeah, Bella? Like, Go Bella never usually runs anything strong past 1800. That was the only horse I was interested in backing really all day it was Holy Enchantment. Like, in the run, you're going, you beauty, aren't you? Yep. Playhouse Patron found trouble. The leaders were yep. all just cooking each other. I left the race Brad course immediately after Oh, race. my God. I just couldn't believe it. It's just, yeah, I, w- I had a bit of a larger crack than intended um, at that one. That's probably why Gobella found the length. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they've drawn eight and nine. Younger's in 11. Now, there's not much speed here, and I reckon Chris, I don't think there's a spot for Chris on speed. I said this last start, and Damien Lane found the 1-1. One, one. Yeah. But I don't know. I think if Rusty does look for a spot, it may end up in the breeze. Um, it may be able to win from the breeze. It may be able to go at the 1800. They go that slowly and that, that'll be fine. Um, but I just think Pike, as ugly as 11 of 11 looks, when you've got Go Bella in nine, who will be ridden cold and take off at the 600, maybe earlier if they're going slower. Um, and Rusty Dreams, who I think will look for a spot midfield, may not find one, who knows. I just think being able to stalk those two with the way it's set up with Pikey back in the saddle, um, if she's happy and on her best manners pre-race, I, I like her here. I think she's she's my favourite actually. Mm. So that's that's how I'm approaching it. Um, I think a lot of people will say, well, hang on a minute, where's the speed? Like, and this is a race. If you give me an obvious leader who has the capabilities to, to nick it, it's over the 1800. It's not a, a distance which is traditionally very well set up for swoopers That's with right. the ugly start early. Yeah. Um, but it just – I found it so hard to find a leader I could have any trust in. I, I almost reckon they'll try and – um, sit on fine touch because it's going so poorly. Like I almost think they change might change. It up. To, yeah, it might yeah. change. Forever dreaming up to the eighteen hundred jumps probably as well as nearly all of these, but they will not want to lead at eighteen hundred. So if it does lead, they'll go fifteen lengths below benchmark. So the horse that I think should lead, and it'll be interesting if the stable consider this as well. It probably jumps as well as anything here as it's closing in. Mm. Um, it won last prep at the mile. Pikey Letty didn't want to, but it won really softly. It's not come back at its best at all, um, like a lot of the yard in fairness. Um, probably not going as well uh, as they'd like, but what a great opportunity over 1,800 they turned a bit of a, They've turned a bit of a corner recently. They have a little yeah. bit, yep. They have a little bit, yep. Harmika was a really good win and, and nice ride from Clint. Um, but... Yeah, I think it's closing in's one that's got the capabilities of going forward. And I, I just don't think it's – I'm just not sure it's going well enough to happily back it, but it could be the the speed in the race. But either way, it's going to be a very slowly run race, um, and that does worry me. So um, I'll be making sure that ground can be made because if ground can't be made, this could be a bit like – did you watch the races yesterday? Did you see Rip It Sideways lead? Actually, I didn't watch that race. Okay, no. Rip It Sideways. There was a mate, one of the worst maidens of all time. Wolfman started at $1. fifty, so that's yeah. an indication of how bad the race was. Wolfman goes fine, but very thin. And I was ho- I backed a horse called Lee by example each way, and I was hoping from the wide gate in a race with no speed, they would just be the ones that take it up on a leader by a stay. I thought they will be the ones for sure. They'll look at this. There's no speed. They've drawn wide. The horse jumps well enough. Just wanted to be last, like desperate to be last. The only horse that wanted to lead that race was Rip It Sideways. It will never win another race, Rivet Sideways. It is an absolute goat, but you can win races on map. And that's what a horse like it's closing in or something could do here. Mm. Um, you have to just, you have to show some some nuts. Who has actually, actually even led before? Uh, Bandolero. Bandolero? Leader's back maybe type thing. Um, Megami has led, but they're not going to no. change it up. No. Um, someone just has to has to own it. The bottom two don't jump, Kira no. Jewel and Ecstasy of Gold. So 
Yeah, maybe maybe uh, if I was a fine touch owner or connection, I'd be saying lead again. We're lead just going to find form. Yeah. Like this is a great race to lead. Um, we're not going shit because we're leading. We're going shit because we're not right. So yeah. I'd still be saying lead and roll, which will set it up for the back markers. But there's a chance that if it's closing in or forever dreaming are left in front, they go 20 lengths below bench. Because Rusty, if it does end up forward, it'll just be a very slow race. They'll try and go closer on Jadavi because it's been failing. Without doubt, they'll try and get it a, a few pairs closer. Um yeah. The map's, yeah, crucial. very interesting. Yeah. Very crucial, but it's it's very questionable what's out in front compared to those horses at the back, how well Go Bella, Rusty, and, and Yonga are going. Like, there's such a different class gap. So, I needed an, yeah. If there's if there was an, a leader in this who I thought was three lengths off there, I'd back it. Yeah. But I'm not sure if there is. Mm. If there was a tactical announcement that's closing in, that would probably get me for a save. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm. Um. Yeah, I'll be cheering for for Yonga. I don't, I don't know about two thirty five Rusty Dreams, three ten Yonga, and I can see why they they stand out, um, and the market reflects that. This this horse is hard to catch. Uh, I just I like the riding change, and I think it's going well, but it runs into a lot of trouble a lot. Megami, it's another horse that it's its own worst enemy. Got held up crucial stage was all over the place uh, last week. Uh, behind Civvy Street and Forever Dreaming. Jared sort of went inside, it's kind of got blocked for a run, had to angle back out again, was only beaten 1.5 on the line. Megami ran well in Oaks lead-ups last preparation. She's got a bit of class about her. Um, they've taken the Norton bit off. Ike, Brad Parnham on, but she's going to be back uh, in front of Yonga. With, Maybe. Say, yeah. With? You, I didn't try to overthink that aspect yeah. of it. Pikey, so, there's a big chance Pikey just goes back last defense think, looks for runs. Yeah, I think I think Megami is one at double figures, which has the mm -hmm. class to, to make an impact in this race if you wanted to look for something, not single figures. Yeah, 100%. It's just that map thing again. Yep. You're always saying, well, can Yonga, Megami outsprint Yonga, Yonga Lass? And yep. I'm not saying it can't, actually. I'm, I, I think on their days, Yonga Lass is going to be a better horse oh. than Megami, but perhaps – it might be Megami might be the one more peaking in its preparation. So it's, yeah, yeah. I'm eighteen hundred as well. Three dollars yeah. younger, four dollars Rusty Dreams, six fifty Go Bella. So um, yeah, current market. So be hoping off, to have yeah. something younger and money back Go Bella is, is the thought process. But yeah, sticky, sticky. All right, good luck, Butch. Witten's Irrigation and Design—they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 7, the Furphy Summer Scorcher. Uh, listed 1,000 metre rates. The listed races are usually handicapped as 90 pluses. This one is an 86 plus. Yeah, but the few that are uh, Old Songer, a 68 Raider, and Wild Bell, a 74. I, I usually would be like, well, that's a very odd decision when you could go to ratings and go bang, bang, bang. But you've got, what have we got here? What's this one called? You've got the Summer Scorcher, you've got the Andretti, you've got the Cyril Flower, and, Blast. and you've got the Scenic Blast. So if you do cop that big whack of points, you're a big chance in all four. Yeah. 
So, and you're basically getting double the prize money or nearly double the prize money. So, I get it to some degree, especially with Wild Bella Horse, who I think they've got. Um, She's going to be a limited racing career, I think, for Wild yeah, Bella, potentially. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah. And then Luke's sort of shown over the journey as well. If he thinks the horse is good enough, he's happy to get the points and get him straight into good company. Um, obviously, I think- Not limited talent-wise. I just don't know how sound Wild Bell is. That's yeah, she's been off for nearly, what, eight months, nine months yeah. type thing, nine months. So, um, any, so, anything that sort of capital flight and below, capital flight, cut the talk, land of valence, mwashwa, songer, Wild Bell, any, any of those win this race, they'll jump from their current rating to a rating of 90. 90. Yep. Unless Wild Bell wins by seven, she'll jump to about a 92. Yeah, I tell, I, and also Wild Bell uh, being a four-year-old mare, good black type for her, I can get that. Yep. Song, I heard Mitchell Papen on the radio this morning saying that he wants to try and get this horse into a bluff knoll. Okay. So, and to do so, he needs to prove itself uh, at this level. So this is a uh, bigger picture mission for Songer. So, but, um, but anyway, then those other horses are uh, have obviously – Seen that this isn't the best summer scorcher, so they thought they might as well have a dip. Yeah, well, this this series always is a little bit thinner. Uh, we were hoping to have Halatorian sort of going for this series, but Halatorian nice race for a good for an inform Haller, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, would be a great series for yeah. an inform Haller, but unfortunately, Halatorian's for forgotten how to beat a horse home. Um, but no, this this is a, a fascinating race. I I have very little confidence here. I. Um, I think the speed map is a really interesting one. I, I suspect Cut the Talk will cross and lead. Um, Land of Valence will be ridden aggressively to try and get to the breeze. Wild Bell has the potential fresh to try and come across to the breeze with Cut the Talk. But it isn't a horse with an abundance of gate speed at times as well. Like we saw it ridden cold in a, yeah, yeah. in a placid arc. So um, it could end up anywhere in the map, to be honest. And I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, Real Danger is going to map probably 1-1, one, one, New Beauty. Real Danger's got four horses under it that jump the same. Yeah. Like Barrier 5 is basically like drawing wide. And Real Danger's a nice horse and everything, but Real Danger's just a horse. Like this is its level. It's right on its level here. Like it's it'll probably pinch one of these feature race series. This could definitely be the one. Um, I'm not against backing it here if the price was right, but it's, it's just a horse. Like it's just at a certain level. Like – I don't think there's very much between Gemma's son, who's back from the east, um, It's a Rado, who's got the bars on, yep. um, Real Danger, and, and Ghost Two Walks. Yep. Um, but Ghost Two Walks is drawn wide. It's a Rado's got the bar on. Real Danger, price wise, probably doesn't get me at that, and and it's that draw is stickier than it looks on paper. You'd probably be wanting something like five dollars, Real Danger, wouldn't you? And yeah, yeah, well, I was four fifty. Yep. That's the thing, and I think with Pike on, I would have would have probably considered five dollars, knowing yep. he just gets things right. Yeah. Um, and Gemma's son was the other one. I just don't think there's much between them at all. Mm. So I find it struggle. I struggle to split those. So it's then you take a flyer on Wild Bell, but I'm like three sixty for a horse first up for nine months doesn't map that obviously. Who is still twelve points out of its grade? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't take that either. But it deserves for me. It does deserve equal favoritism with Real Danger, but the price is probably a bit thin. So no, nothing for me at this stage. I'm funny, funny old race. Isn't yeah, it? The, the yeah. thing I'm going to probably do. I expect. Drawing barrier nine with the apprentice who isn't going to claim with the big weight. I reckon goes two walks. I think open seven. I reckon Betfair will be 20 late. It's my feel. I was about to say something very similar. It's trial was – I'm just going to – it's a good race probably not to bet in at all, but I, I can see by this stage of the day the southwesterly kicking up, probable three wide line. Um Ghost two walks was – it was a, it was under hard riding, but there was no shades on and it. Was a, it was an elite trial. It's – it carried one kilo less than Hot Z, so while you go, the weight's going to stop it here. It's like, well, if Hot Z had one kilo more here, it'd probably be favourite with and the sixty. Neville, 
And Neville, Neville. Exactly. and and Keshaw rides his horse brilliantly. So I tell you what, only drift in the market. The only thing that I'm not backing it at nine bucks. The only thing that something must have gone wrong with Ghost, Ghost of Walks because it ran second in the Reeves and uh, didn't press on to the other ones. And well, yeah, either that or Neville's. A little bit smarter, so it's only seven fifty. Sorry, I'm definitely not taking seven fifty. Yeah, double I figures. Think, I think my price is eight dollars or yeah. nine dollars. So I'm, but I'm just, I'm almost certain you see a wild drift here. Um, but he's, maybe never was smart enough and just yeah. said, "Hang on, there's four ninety pluses. We could go bang, 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 and win one or two of those." Mm. And this horse is just continues to exceed um, expectations. Every prep, he comes back better. Yep, every prep, hundred percent. So double figures goes to walks on the drift. If it doesn't drift. I'm not having to send on. Okay, yeah, but. I'm expecting this will be the wild drifter. Yeah. Like, I think there'll be money. I think real danger, wild bell will stay firm in the market. Gemma Sun, I doubt gets much longer than the seven or so. I think that's um, a reasonable price. I was 650. It's a ray day. I was about nine. Um, bars on. I wonder if the bars were on the trial because mm. the trial was good. Uh, and cut the torque while it's also out of its grade. Those last two runs have been really impressive as an on-speeder in races dominated off-speed. Um, and it probably finds a fence. So I understand the money that's come for it this morning as well. So, mm. um yeah, I'm predicting a ghost who walks drift, but who knows? Ghost who walks was the one for me. I was quite taken with that trial. Uh, Real danger will run well. She she looks well placed. She's coming back first up with Pike on board. Gets uh, ticks a lot of boxes there. She will run well, uh, but I think it's a great series. For yeah, her. this is placement. A1 for real danger. Like you just, if you draw barrier 10 in the next one, you probably can't win. Yeah. But if you draw barrier one in the next one, you probably will win. Yeah. Like she's the one you give her four throws at this stumps. She'll definitely win one, might win two. Okay. Yeah. And she, uh, Ghost Who Walks beat her in the Bofine, pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, and there's then a, there's a weight. And again, there's weight swings in go, uh, real danger's favor. Three so that's why yeah. everything points to a Ghost Who Walks drift. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll wait for that. Mm. We'll, wait, we'll wait for that. All right, race, here we go. We're moving into the, the big one. Race eight, the Tab Touch Perth Cup. $1 million up for grabs here over the 2,400 metres. Pity it's not 3,200 metres, but that's a discussion for another day. If it was two miles, and be optimistic, would be odds on, surely. But uh, Guru, have you, had, have you had dreams this week about lifting the Perth Cup trophy aloft? I dreamed a dream, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've set me alarm incorrectly. Um, How good! How good. I'm so happy for you, and uh, just to yeah, just have a runner in a Perth Cup, and to have a chance as well. Currently, excited eight, about the crowd. Eight dollars fifty. Um, Casino seventeen currently with the purple. Three dollars. New Marion four sixty. Zoom on eight dollars. Be optimistic eight fifty. And then we've got the Pierce Brothers Black Fantasy Queen Elaine up both. $12 upwards others. I reckon the market's shaping in a pretty predictable manner mm -hmm. at the moment. I don't think much will change. I think New Marion has to probably drift from 420 from 15 with the weight swings. I just think that looks to me under the odds from barrier 15. Um, definitely not saying it can't win, but I feel like that might get closer to – in saying that, Zumon and New Marion both got back as if they were unbeatable in the TED. Yeah. That was at weight for age, but I just feel like under the conditions here, like do they go forward with Zumon and Breeze or do they go back? Oh, it'll go forward. It'll yeah. Go forward, yep. Okay. Definitely, there you yeah. go. Yep. So that's very tough conditions to win under from the breeze of the fifty nine. So mm -hmm. plenty of respect. Oh, zoom on will go forward. I'm not sure about New Marion. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah New Marion's my yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Zoom on Waterhouse. That that's, 100%, that's, that's, like, yes, 100%. Yeah, that's yeah. like yes. Hundred percent. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, New Marion. I'm not too sure. 
It's 50-50, uh, 50-50 in it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they've already maybe, said maybe, maybe patent-dependent, maybe, yeah. yeah. They've already said, the Pierce have already said they're going to be rolling on Black Fantasy to probably just try and park up outside Zimon. Yeah. So they're going to be looking at that going, well, Brad's then going to have to pull out a steer to try and land 1-1 um, or we're going to be punching three deep over 2,400 with 59. So yeah. it's tough. If it goes back to last, it's hard to win. It, Either way, I just think it drifts from that price. Yep. For me, it's the one that looks the obvious unders at the moment. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do like mine, but I, we'll start elsewhere. I reckon Zoom On is an almost if if the inside pad's okay, is an almost auto save here. That ride, like, good on her. Like, <laughs> I was at the time, I was a bit like, "What are you doing?" Like, it was madness trying to cross because Marachino was never going to let her cross. No. And like. I also think probably Troy. It was a bit like Troy a trotting, let trotting go, race, and okay. probably just popped the breeze. Yeah. It was a trotting it was race. A trotting, it was great. Know. It was great to see that she came out with a real firm plan. And yeah. Pete Anthony did tell me to watch Rachel King throughout the day. She's super aggressive. Watch her ride in Lord Gannicus. Mm. That's one of the worst rides I've ever seen. Like, and I know I'm being a bit harsh. The Spruker, um, Spruker wasn't far behind. Spruker, she said, <laughs> she said, hold my own beer. Yeah, dearie <laughs> me. She had a few moments. I tell you what. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, she, and then Lord Gannicus. Like, did she think she was on the leader? I don't know. Just chill. Yeah. Just 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 chill. Just relax. Just take it easy. <laughs> um but I just thought but that and then, we, she I, had, then she had the stick in the left. I thought you would love that. Stick in the left while cornering. Right, yeah. Well yeah. I thought I thought hang on, guru. Guru's gonna love the corner, this, and I reckon yeah. the uh I reckon it was Rach that didn't handle the corner. But she's learned from that, I reckon. Um, this will find the fence and all of its wins. And I question some of the, like the, the I don't know the Eastern States form very well, obviously, at all. Um, but those wins were country cups and stuff like that. It's a lot of weight that it's accrued for those victories. Yeah. I yeah. think it got five or six points for its um, second in the five diamonds. They don't mess around over there. No, no, they don't. So it's it's now sort of hitting weight for age territory. But this looks a different horse from what I can see. Blinkers find the rail and there's no doubt. Blinkers finds a rail. Like, this is really, really, really ominous if it's playing on speed or that rail's hot, I reckon, mm-hmm. for Zumon. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a necessity to probably save on Zumon um, at that price. A uh, few others to touch on. I think just from a speed map point of view, Queen Elena's the one that looks to get the best, the best map on paper. Um, Casino 17 doesn't jump that well. So barrier five. It's going to end up in the fourth pair of runners, probably. Yeah, like, midfield, I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily. It's, it's very similar to when Casino Seventeen to be optimistic met in the Towton, um, and it was like, oh, well, there's a big uh, barrier swing to Casino Seventeen, but it's like, well, is it going to be able to utilise that? Probably not. That's not really its go. What's the weight turnaround? Four, five, five, five kilos. Yeah. So, um, but be optimistic, beat it comfortably. There and I don't the, think there was anything uh, between in, their runs the, and the northerly. The, the aesthetics scale. are different. Yeah. Uh, the scale. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get confused. No, that's way. right. I'm just lead up, trying to staying organize my thoughts. Yeah, mm. uh, but I do. Yeah, I do really think it's a um, perfect draw for be optimistic. There's plenty of plenty of speed on here. Uh, did, I you think draw, it's key. did you go to the barrier? Door? No, I didn't go to the barrier. Who door. was responsible for the gate? I know that Tommy. Baylor, I know that Tommy for Matty was there. Yeah, um, the great Tommy Flamatty, number three batsman for Kingswood Cricket Club. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, I just think it's the perfect marble. Mm. There's, there's the right amount of speed. It's all coming across from out wide. It allows Clint to find his feet. She's a, she's a mare that can jump super on it on a day as well. Like we, we don't want her to land too close, but I mean, she just, yeah, Clint knows the horse well now. Jeez, I feel like I'm dropping out the cliches, which I 
get stuck into people about. But um, yeah, I, I feel really, really positive about the path she's on. People are talking up the ATA horses and they're talking up um, the Towton Cup horses and blah, blah, blah. But it's sort of like, well, be optimistic and Casino 17 walloped them mm. in the Sky Hill. Like, absolutely walloped them in the Sky Hill. Um, and in realistically, there's no point she should be over the top now. She should be coming to a peak performance, I'd suggest, at this stage um, in her post Kalgoorlie Cup prep. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really keen to see how she goes. I think she beat Casino 17 by three or four kilos, if that makes sense. If we don't look at the length factor, look at the kilo factor. I reckon she beat Casino 17 by three, four, five lengths. So the fact one's going to go around $3, one will go around close to 10 Um yeah, I'm. I'm okay. Factor. I'm a little bit. Yeah, hundred percent. He's due one of these too. <laughs> He's due one of these. He's been a bit stiff. Rip quarters run second and third. Yep. In the um in the two one and a half. So let's let's get him a one million dollar job here. So yeah, each way be optimistic. That's that's the play. Plenty of respect um, for blazing away. I don't know why the blinkers are coming off. Like. Yeah. You know I'm big on this. Like you got a horse, and it's it's flying. I, I was so oh, we've, keen. We've on been it. all over all prep, mate. Too. I was so keen on it last start. Yeah. I had a really big, um, a really big crack at about twenty five to one. And um, and to be honest, if Let's Gallivant wasn't nommed, yeah. accepted, and then scratched, it would have meant Queen Alina got an extra two or three kilos. Black Fantasy another two kilos. I'm surprised there hasn't been more questions asked about LG, that. LG, life's good for the Piers brothers. <laughs> Gee, dearie me. I tell you what, I was a bit surprised there wasn't another couple of questions asked there. But um, anyway, it would have probably meant Blazing Away wins the ATA. and oh, wait, yeah. It's a lot shorter here. But the thing with Blazing Away is, A, I hate when you make a major gear change with a horse that's in form. I, I just don't like that, as you know. Um but not, a, not a huge difference between blinkers and blinkers. Yeah, not no, huge, no, I know but it's, it's yeah. key enough. Yeah. But everything needs to go right for Blazing Away. It's a horse that will... Um, specifically hold up. It feels like $21 to go. currently Betfair could be like double that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. How so. are you going for two in a row? Two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have to win a different manner to old Buster Bash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's going super. Uh, Demolish was probably the run of the race in the ATA in a very slowly run race where the, uh, the Pierce Horses, Queen Elena and Black Fantasy controlled it. Diamond Scene, Pikey made a really good comment um, when interviewed and asked about his mount, Casino 17, and he said, I'm wary of Diamond Scene despite the price um, because it had to do a bit of work up in the ATA up the hill to get to the 1-1. I thought that that's the one that's staring me in the face because yeah. it's, it's been the sum- summer of Stevie. It's been the uh, summer of Stevie. It's yeah. maps to follow Zoom on everywhere it goes. I expect Zoom on to give a big kick. Um, Have yeah. those colours ever won a Perth Cup? No. Ten. Never. They won, Have they? They won 10 in 30. I don't remember any of them. 10 in 30 they won. Action, that's right. <laughs> um <laughs> And then you've got uh, a bunch of others. Who I remember I, a I young, uh, young Peter Nucky winning a, Bob's first Perth Cup on field officer, 1993. Wow. Three-year-old. Bob's had enough. Yeah. Uh, this isn't the year to give one to Bob. No. He could take it. He would probably give him a little shot in the arm. It's been a tougher year for the Cerise and White than yeah. as per usual. Yeah. Um, Truly inspired, ran fourth in the Perth Cup last year. Yeah. it's yeah. It'll go, what's it? It's 100 to one. It'll yeah. run better than its SP. Yeah. Like it'll run a seventh or an eighth or yeah, something. Yeah, so there was, right? I think, Bad Wolf- uh, Holy Enchantment, Nerf Bosk, and Truly Inspired all ran in the race last year, and Truly Inspired was the first time ran fourth. So mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, Nerf Bosk, Jay Brown, uh, racing well. Um, not, not well enough to win. Part previous winner, favorite. yeah. Just, you know, it's He's going just, well. Yeah. It's top. going well. It's just, yeah, deserves to be that price. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, di- look, to be honest, like the yeah diamond scene, I, I've got it in the teens. I haven't mm. got it a huge overlay or anything of that nature, but it's it's just it's your full map horse, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you're if you are willing to put credence and forgiveness into the fact that um, that work it had to do from the awkward gate before it got into the one one is the reason it couldn't let down in yeah. a slowly run race and get past him. It also could be a because it missed Pikey, b because it didn't handle a step up in grade, um, or c it's come to the end of a um, a prep that probably wasn't. They probably weren't thinking Perth Cups mm. necessarily when they started the prep. So, um, but yeah, great, great little race. I think there's a few different. It's a good, yeah, it's it. a very interesting cup. Yeah, mm. I uh, even though the 59, the gate, Numerian just stands out so much class wise. Uh, Wait for age, Group One place getter on the East Coast twice already this year. Uh, showed his class over the final 200 meters in the TED last Saturday under. Under very did little riding, I suppose, from Clint John supporter was a question. Yep. Did you think that Numerian was a six length, six kilo better win, six kilo better run than Casino 17 crossed because that's the weight swing? Yeah. So yeah, no, I, definitely, oh, definitely not. Definitely I do. Not, eh? I reckon it was. Six I reckon, kilos? I reckon Casino 17 was poor. Uh, yeah. They couldn't have got a better run race. The two leaders have chopped each other. Jared Noski has sat there, sat there, sat there, put it into the race at the right time. I, I don't reckon Casino 17 is that good. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I Grant. misunderstood what you said. I, I was going to say that I want to, despite the weight and the gate, yep. I want to be with New Mary. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, I reckon it was like, I know there's a six kilo swing to Pikey. Yeah. And that's huge. And, it, and New Mary loses everything, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, I, I think it was a six kilo better run, like almost. It's. He's a weight. He can carry weight. Ran fifth, fifth in the Caulfield Cup. Like he's a proper horse. Yeah. Proper horse. And, and, you, and surely it drifts though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not saying it can't win that's at all. I like no, no, I like no. New Marion as a horse, and I agree with you in, in regards to being the class. It's just, yeah. geez, that's sticky from 15. Yeah, yeah. Brad uh, Brad Palm going for his second Perth Cup. One on guest wing for Shane Edwards when he was uh, only 22 years old. So where was it, guest wing's next victory? Oh, it was something like Marble Bar or something like that. that Yelgoo. Right? Yelgoo. Yeah. <laughs> Natural progression for a Perth Cup winner. All right. Let's, so let's narrow it down. I'm, I'm with New Marion and I'll be specking Diamond Scene and I'll probably be uh, just monitoring the Black Fantasy price as well. Um, but uh, cheering for be optimistic, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Guru? Uh, I just think this stands out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, be optimistic each way is the is the play for me. I, I might be a little bit uh, biased in that, but um, I don't care less, to be honest with you. Uh, I am definitely, if the track, I'm going to wait to see how the track's playing, but if, if the fence is fine and, and leaders are going okay, I'll, I'll definitely not be losing on, on Zoom on. All right. Very good. Casino 17 is not that good. Looking forward to <laughs> Casino 17 can't win. Uh, no, it can win. Yeah. It can win. I just, um, yeah, it's, it's got, as as everyone's been alluding to all week, it's got everything in its favour. Yeah. And that, I think it will need that. To yeah. Win, probably. Yeah, cool. All right. What time is it, Terry? Uh, it is time for the last of our seven-run series back. Get Out Stakes, PJ. S-T-E-A-K-S. Get Out Stakes, very popular, extremely popular Twitter-based competition uh, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canyonville Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, what a man. He runs the show, red carpet treatment at all times out there at Market City Meats. And last week, I had a mayor this morning, Guru. So, yeah, exactly. 
I've had I've declared Dave Ryan the winner in the Get Out Stakes. And Good then, Dave. Sorry? Good supporter. I'd be disappointed if you'd gone the early crow and poor Dave's missed out. Well, no, I'm going to have to declare dual winners this week. Uh, because uh, Tris, Tristan, he uh, contacted me, TC, on Twitter, and uh, he uh, lodged a protest. This is the second protest that has been upheld it's, today. It's been a um, I don't mind. I'm, it's pretty good. I'm a big protest fan, though. Yeah. I think- I think protests um, just add a bit of colour. We don't have enough of them. No, we don't. exactly right. Uh, more protests. <laughs> so exactly right. We've got dual winners. Dave and Tris, they are dual winners of the Get Out Stakes. They both found Fluoro Neuro, Neuro by a half length there. So the mark. Last, uh, last week. It was a good win, wasn't it? Super session. It's yeah. due. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to both those fellas. Uh, Dave, of course, and Tris, I think they're both previous Get Out Stakes winners as well. So they've filled up right before New Year's barbecue. So congratulations there, guys. Now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, race nine, Ascot Monday. Let us know who you think will win. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places are preferred. Race nine, of course, is the Schweppes handicap, 1,200 metres. And whoa, we've got a uh, 72 plus to finish the day. Yeah, we do. We do. Very, we do. Very refreshing. I've got I've got no choice but just to go again. I think it's just I just got to go again. Got chess. Um, I have to. Yeah. I'm just I'm choiceless. I'm I'm too far too far in. <laughs> I'm too far. I remember the horse. No, I uh oh look the whole prep's been it's been pretty I mean you take away the fourteen hundred meter run where you can say maybe she was a little bit disappointing on the surface. Pikey's dropped the whip. She fought him half I think the she, race I think as she well. Went pretty good, really. Yeah, but pretty good. We saw Valency come out in a 72 plus last week or a 66 maybe and just went okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm slightly wary of that form against the older horses in saying that. We all know how good baby Paris is. Yeah. Um, but she should have won the jungle miss first up. If she doesn't miss step, she got yeah. blocked. She was on the cold part of the track. And last start, we in a race where the horses that settled one, two, three, four, ran last, second, last, third, last, fourth, last. Yeah. She settled deep no cover in fifth, um, given a huge kick and – just got run down late, which and clearly- And Brad was kind of choiceless. He had to go when, yeah, he, when we, he went. We, we spoke about it in the match. And, he, and he, almost, he almost did it well because he sort of when he went, he sort of uh, crept inwards yeah. and tightened up everything inside him. But CJP was still able to cut through and, and the pipe horse with that medal on. Was that the other horse or was it yeah, Stormy Tawny? Stormy Tawny. Stormy Tawny, yeah. sorry. Uh, came and, and collared her late, but um, huge, huge performance. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it's the nine-day backup here, not the seven. A lot of horses are doing the nine-day yep. backup. I think they've seen the opportunity um, to go around again, obviously with the Metro Mania being on a Monday and not on a Saturday. Um, but yeah, it's interesting with the speed map though, because you've got, I've still got it very likely that this ends up eighth in running potentially. Really? Well, you've got, this is how I'm looking at it. Play that funky music. You, funky. you wouldn't think they're going to hand up to universal flair. No. Um, that would be a, a poor decision, I would suggest, but it wouldn't wouldn't completely surprise me. So, anyway, play that funky music leads, Universal Flare, Breeze. Um, Rear Admiral comes across, tries to slot in, could lead the three-wide line or slots in. Brooklyn Pier, Corn Cobb, look here next to. Um, so, straight away, that's five, that's five runners. Um, Deep Speed and Storm Chaser from 11 and 12 will both want to be landing closer to the speed. Clint might ride Storm Chaser Cold. I'm not entirely certain there. Um, barrier 3 at Cobb Co. It's probably jumping a little bit better mm. um, than Dutch's. In saying that, Pikey does get this horse to jump better than um, than most. Um, so that's six runners. So you're seventh and eighth mm. is Hanchi and, and Dutch's Gossip, who are both not 
great beginners, but um, but yeah, just just suddenly you get that far back, which is uh, which is which is interesting. So I think one thing Duchess has in its favour here is drawing five and not drawing uh, where Hanch is in two, and perhaps Pikey can use it a little bit. And if Rear Admiral does get caught in a three wide line, Pikey can even be happy in that mm. three wide line. Um, yeah, I, I think. She is a horse with a lot of upside. Uh, I respect Hanchy a lot, um, and it's my main day during my book. Uh, play that funky music, a clear third elect as well. It's been super. Um, but it's Race last couple so of well. races just haven't suited it whatsoever. Yeah. If, if Universal Flair leaves it alone and it just gets to lead softly here, it'll probably be the forgotten runner. I think Brad went up about $16, which I think looked a little bit long. Uh, I think I think it'll sort of trade more around $9, $10. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go again. Duchess of Gossip. Hope Pikey pulls the right reins. Semi-aggressive out the gates. Would love to be a pair closer than I just said. Um, follows the right horse into it, and I think it can out-sprint all of these. I've got a random big go here in the last. Yeah, I've got one. I know I, what it is. I, I, I know what it is. And I've, this is this is. If, I'll be on it. I'll be saving on it. Oh, if this, I knew, if, I knew if, this if the track is playing a certain way, then I'll be I'll be having a dip at. Uh, its run was better than Hanchy's. Yeah, I know where you're going. Number four hint of mint. Oh, <laughs> that's not where I was going. <laughs> I reckon hint I'll of. I'll Tim Viamonte. No, no, no. Viamonte was good. Yeah, it's yeah. Run was. So I, good. I didn't. No, I didn't think you'd be bringing him up actually. Um, <laughs> so keep, keep stay quiet, under that. Keep it quiet. Hint of mint. Was massive first up for Brad. Then they went twelve hundred back to eleven hundred and was unsuited with Luke Campbell on board. Mm-hmm. Still hit the line. Brad goes on third up. It's going to be a big price. It's going to get sucked into the race at the right time. Look out, hint of mint launching at them late at huge odds. So currently twenty six. I do like and, that. I <sighs> and I only got one more thing I want to add. Mm-hmm. Neville. 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 Finish the carnival <laughs> yeah. in the way it's, uh, well, it'd be a fitting end of the carnival. Oh, it? it would, yeah. No, I, I like, yeah, Hinterman a lot too. The thing I, I think, because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm $18, so mm. I'm probably in save territory myself there. But yeah. um, the thing I was waiting for for a horse that lays in was it drawing yeah. under runners. Yeah. So he get that. If you look at most of its victories, in saying that, I did have a closer look at the way it's hit the line, both runs is prep. And it's sort of down, all, the, down the middle, yeah. I think it's a bit more mature in that sense. It doesn't mm. seem to be laying in quite as uh, quite as much. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, it's well and truly over the odds, I think. So, wouldn't talk out of that one. Take the I hit. Think, I think I was just just committed mentally when I started this race. Oh, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a choice. Duchess of Gossip, so big, class. Uh, quality. It's rare uh, you get one like you like a pikey horse yeah. a lot and you're going to get four bucks. Yeah, it's well, a rarity. You, you can thank um, the three-year-olds for that, Hanchi mm. and Storm Chaser. Storm Chaser's a million to one, isn't it? <sighs> Tough, isn't it? I was Tough. north of 20 bucks, Storm Chaser. Doesn't even get a chance to use his three-year-old allowance either. No so. three-year-old allowance, up in grade, mm. got a gear, I sort of got a gift last start. D-Lane really as well, going. yeah. Down in trip, up in grade, and why, And where does it map? Yeah. Deary me. Tough. Too, too good if that wins. And tell you what, if imagine, be, if LK, be imagine if LK finishes the day with the optimistic and Storm I'll, Chaser. I'll, I'll cop Storm Chaser winning if the optimistic's won the previous. Yeah. I'll cop not having another winner. I got a little bit of trivia for you before you finish this mm. race. Perth Cup Day last year, we had to rerun the Perth Cup. It was on, I think it ended up being on January 14. Mm-hmm. A horse by the name of Corn Cub, Cobb won on that day, he's, who's in the last, who's in the get out on Monday. Yep. Who, who did he beat? He Corn beat Cobb. that day at Ascot, January 14, I think it was, yeah. this year. He knocked off Casino 17, who's favourite for the Cup, and Real Danger, who's second favourite for the Summer Scorcher. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that, was a, that was a mile race at Ascot. The Cobb, 
Who was training them? Was that Campbell, maybe? He was with Campbell for a short period, but I think Julia Martin's been the training the majority of the time. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And then uh, the Cobb is um, is uh, going to be uh, going around the get out on Saturday. So. Yeah, the Cobb hasn't quite come back. I think they'll yeah. ride him with cover this week. Yeah. Cobb. All right. So that brings our preview to a close. We'll be back with our best, our Maddies and our Lays in just one moment. Okay, we're back with our Perth Racing best betting proposition of the day. Terry. Uh, Bell Optimistic race number eight, each way, all day. Each way, all day. All, uh, uh, probably also in race five, Secret Attraction. Race five, Secret Attraction is my best betting proposition. Maddie? Maddie, there aren't too many above my price. I, I don't want to steal yours in the last. Um, I'm just going to multi my two, my two best. Secret Attraction? Nines and threes, roughly 27 to one. Be Optimistic, bang, bang. Very good. In and out. Yeah, my, pay out the moment you put it on. My Maddie, race nine, number four, hint of mint. Uh, lay. Storm Chaser in the last for the place. Even money, a hole. Okay. I couldn't get it to probably anywhere near that. Lay is uh, now also known as my second best bet. Mm. Uh, I'll go race. Optimistic. <laughs> race, <Okay>. two. <laughs> race two, number one, Jack Ginneman. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Too short. All right. Okay. That's it. We've done it. All right. We got there. We got it. We got there. It was a, um, yeah, mastermind. What a highlight. What a highlight. Cracking. Yeah, cracking. Tremendous stuff. Stiff Chris, great. Almost deserves, it's sort of like the the double get out stakes prize this week. It's almost like he deserves, um, yeah, he deserves a, a winner's medal, a spot on Mount Rushmore after Coach, picking out the Coach's fact award. That, yeah, well, after you picked out, hey, boys, you got that one wrong, I reckon. So, <laughs> anyway, tremendous effort from Chris to get four in a row. Toby has proven his class oh. once again. He can even come off a off a spell against a form galloper and still get the job done. So, tremendous. Um, it's pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was great to say two of the, two of the greats. Two of the heavyweights. Yeah, it really yeah. was. Yeah, it really was. Probably the two heavyweights at the moment with Jay having a bit of a slip up last week. So, yeah, yeah out of sight, out of mind for Jay. <laughs> just gone. Jay's a bit like him. Jay's a bit like super swinging. He just got just got balloted. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly right. <laughs> Too much time on Tinny of the week. Not enough time on uh, racing trivia. Lift Jay. Um, thank you to Grant Williams. That was tremendous talking yeah. to him earlier. I uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that personally. So hopefully it came across uh, as well for the listeners. Um, as much as we enjoyed talking to Grant. Uh, mm-hmm. Good luck. Um, yeah, good luck to him in, in the cup this week. Good Hopefully luck to you. He runs a good second. Yeah, I know. Good luck to me. I good luck to you. Don't need luck. Good luck to you. Luck's not real anyway, mate. Luck's only for people with poor preparation, so <laughs> I'm going to need a shitload of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you to all our guests throughout the carnival as well. Um, Cripper. Pete. Uh, Pete. Toby. Uh, Tommy. Toby and Tommy. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate uh, you guys coming on. Thank you to all the Mastermind contestants, and most importantly, thank you to Jen. Yeah, producer who's done producer. an amazing job. Um, this actually goes for nine hours before she. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should like have a live or studio audience here. <laughs> we should get to see the whole thing. How much do you reckon they'd go for? Tickets? Oh, Plenty. Yeah, Plenty. Plenty especially if you're sitting out in the sun there. <laughs> I'll, provide, I'll provide sun cream. I don't have much left though. Anyway, that's enough. Uh, we've thoroughly enjoyed it. You will hear from us again soon. Yeah. Watch this space, and until next time on the one one.